This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What's up, everyone? Welcome to The 20 Podcast. I am your host, DJ Spider. What is going on? As always, our show is brought to you by BeatSource, the music streaming service for DJs that play everything. BeatSource has got all the music that you could need for any gig, for every gig. We've got uh, amazing curated playlists that are always being updated, and they're done by super knowledgeable, dope DJs and producers and curators. We've got songs no other record pools have. We have custom edits, and we're constantly improving and listening to you guys, the Beat Sorcerers, um, to hear what you want. So uh, sign up, BeatSource.com, for a 30-day free trial. Use our code, THE20, for a 60-day free trial. And uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Make sure you rate and review us. If you watch us on YouTube, if you listen on Apple, if you listen on Spotify, all of it, hit us on there. Really appreciate it. All the support. You guys are incredible. Um, now today on the show, we have got one of my favorite producers and DJs, someone who I think is a blessing to the DJ community, seeing that probably almost every DJ plays this person's musical productions and, and is inspired by them. His approach to mashups, remixes, edits, and original production is very unique. And we explore all of that on this episode and get really deep into it. His music had, uh, has led him to meet some amazing musical stars that he looks up to and has remixed, as well as some legendary producers that now he's in constant contact with. So it really just shows you the power of music. Um, and in a way, I feel like he has only begun. Like, he has so much that he's going to do in his life, you know, and, and he's already done so much that you'll learn about. We discuss how one song can change your life, take you around the world, and we talk about sometimes how your biggest known thing can be like a silly mashup joke, uh, and you'll know what I'm talking about when you hear this crazy mashup that he made that went viral. Uh, only one of many. Um, I have so much respect for this guy and what he does for the DJ and producer culture, so please welcome to the show, Eccentric. We are here. It's the 20 podcast, and we have got the man himself, DJ Eccentric, in the house. Give it up. Give it up, everybody. Yo, what's up? What's going on? What's up? Cheer. Well, we got to give you the... (laughs) Oh, shit. I missed it. We got to give you this one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right, for the Neptunes. (laughs) You know that. We know you love the Neptunes here on the... uh, On our... (laughs) On our podcast. Yes, so. sir. Got to represent with the... Yes, sir. Anytime you say something great, we'll say... <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Just keep your finger right on that button. We got... He's right here back. I don't have any Chad Hugo talking. Uh, I don't know if he that exists. He rarely talks, so yeah. <laughs> rarely. I got to find it off YouTube yeah. of him being like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not going to sure. happen. Um, but yes, thank you for being on the show and uh, really appreciate you coming on. We're... Uh, I'm here in LA. We're doing this virtually, and you are out in New York, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. you can press that button right there. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I can also press yeah. this for New York. Shia. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I need yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, up the rock. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I only have a certain amount of spaces, so you know. If, <laughs> if, if you come to LA, we can give you. You know the fucking vibes. And give you that one. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or this. <laughs> blood out. That's if you fly out to oh, LA. Yeah. That's the connection. <laughs> Snoop yeah. gives you the blood out. 
Um, but yes, thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, we were just talking. I'm like, I've been, you know, such a fan of your production and everything. And I've played your songs in my sets everywhere forever. And I was like, I don't think we've ever met. I don't think we've ever actually talked. Like a lot of DJs I'll run into in different cities or we'll meet through different areas. But I don't think we ever talked. We don't have any like, remember that time, you know, stories. So, so yeah, great to yeah. meet you, man. Yeah, for sure. Same here, man. I was just saying, like, before everything, even hurt, like hearing about your name and then your videos. I don't know if you still do them, but like those uh, Instagram videos of you, uh, like in the airports with the magazines. Yeah, yeah. That was like my first <laughs> glimpse of, who, like, what did you know, what you look like. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, what, <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> Okay, that deserves that sound. Um, no, yeah. I, that's hilarious. That's so many people are like, I love your magazine thing, man. I'm like, yeah, I've been DJing for like 15 years or something, you know, some long time. And I'm like, yeah. they're like, I love the magazine thing. And then they ask me yeah. if I do it still too, which is hilarious. Yeah, I yeah. I do do it. The pandemic, you know, somewhat killed the magazine thing because first of all, you were wearing a mask in the airport, not yeah. helping yeah. to... Uh, make faces you know also taking the mask down they're looking at you like are you giving everyone covid what's happening <laughs> so it sort of yeah. you know killed the vibe also being in an airport just was not as fun um yeah. but so the last one i did actually people are hitting me like are you still doing that i'm like i guess so i need to like figure out how to do it and i took my son to barnes and nobles just to like buy some books so he could have like <laughs> you know he's nine years yeah. old i'm like you need to read for the summer and i saw the magazine right. rack and i was like all right jude you might have to film me. We're doing something here. He's like, oh, all right. So, you know, he's watching his yeah. dad, like, try to find props in Barnes and Nobles to put around my neck and, like, make stupid uh, faces. <laughs> so I made one uh, probably a couple weeks ago with him. I think he's in the back. He even helped me. He's in the background of a couple of them. But, um, That's yeah, cool. thank That's you. Cool. I'm glad. Uh, you know, I just <laughs> I've never taken social media that seriously. So I like to yeah. and part of my personality is probably just being a. Being yeah. an idiot sometimes. <laughs> so, well, even that, I mean that, and also that uh, little I don't that viral video of you like DJing and some like woman comes up to you. Oh my god! <laughs> I see that everywhere. <laughs> Yo, it's so crazy. And I just I was going back and DJing at that club a few weeks ago, and I was like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna post that video again. And for anyone that hasn't seen it, just go on my Instagram or TikTok. It's just probably an eight <laughs> second video of me like nicely nudging a girl away from the turntables and her not spilling her drink on the turntables. Oh, but I think my face spoke all the words that needed to happen, which is why I think it went yeah. everywhere. But yeah, I mean, it just shows with uh, DJing, you never know how people can hear about you. It can be dumb videos yeah. making faces or making amazing edits and remixes like you or yeah. doing a Nickelback, uh, <laughs> Nickelback nice G-Unit <laughs> Oh mashup you know what i mean it's the same as you yeah. right like how you make this ridiculous mashup that is almost <laughs> perfection you know what i mean it's like one of those like <laughs> like they were meant to be like two songs that were like got married you know what I mean? it was like the odd couple yeah. you put it together in this unbelievable way and your amazing production skills and techniques really took it to that next level and then it blows up and you probably get a million people hitting you up about this ridiculous mashup and you're like i yeah. do some so much other shit that i'm serious yeah. about 
Yeah, I mean, that's like the ongoing joke, right? Especially if you're a creative or like a producer and stuff. You want to be taken seriously. And yes. then you just make like something stupid like that. <laughs> and then that's the one that people like bring up. But right. yeah, I mean, that one, it was just by accident. You know, I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to, to have like little viral moments before that. Yes, I know. Um, and so I would, you know, I didn't wake up that morning and say, hey, I'm going to make Oh, you know, a viral moment tonight or today, but that one just kind of like crossed my mind while I was just like looking through like my library. And then I was like, oh man, that was like the first time I was like, oh man, that might actually go somewhere or like people are going to like make this funny. And I was like, I got to sync it to the music video because, you know, nowadays you need like visuals and stuff. And just the way how I sequenced it and just the, there's like a fade in. If you like look back at that video, I don't even know. Twitter took it down because it was like copyright. But if you could still find the video in the beginning, it's like a fade in. And then you see, you know, Chad Kroger. I think that's the guy's name, right? I think so. so. <laughs> yeah. he, start, he starts singing. And then, in, you know, the beat. Well, actually, before that, it was like the beginning of the G-Unit video. And then it fades in, into the Nickelback video and people are like, holy shit, <laughs> like this is crazy. <laughs> because so, of the yeah, way the up, way man. he's looking at the camera, too, is just like, yeah. and the beats behind it, and it works so perfect and he's so serious and it's so funny, yeah. but it works so good. And like it, it touches something musical inside of you because you're, yeah. you get hyped no matter what, but you know it's ridiculous. Yeah. But the beat yeah. is so dope. And then his singing works so perfect. So it's just like this weird, it's like eating like yeah. a soup, like where someone tells you the ingredients <laughs> and you're like, that's not going to work. That's going to be disgusting. Yeah. And then you eat it and you're like, ah, mustard and watermelon or whatever, you know, people try to say oh, is yeah. popular. It's like, no, you're like, oh, it tastes good. So Yeah, because like people would send me videos of them playing it out and they're like, people are confused because at first they're thinking it's going to be like the Gina record. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the Nickelback sings and they're like, what the fuck is this? Oh my God. <laughs> I, I played it like I did a gig, I don't know, probably a month ago and I was in Vegas and it was for like a weed convention, a, a Bud yeah. Tender award show. And it was, oh, wow. and, and Snoop Dogg played and then I played before and after him. And I remember like afterwards, you know, we were at that club Chaos in Las Vegas, which like opened and closed. Like they signed Marshmallow to a $60 million deal and then all this crazy shit happened. And then it was like the biggest club in Vegas. And then it just went out of business. And so now they're uh-huh. back, like trying to make it a private event space. And But it's massive, yeah. like absolutely massive. And I'm DJing at the end of the night and there's like hardly anyone there. And so I was trying to make them have fun, but also get them to leave, you know? So I'm like playing like, you know, before I let go and just like some funky stuff that like isn't Vegasy, but is like going to be fun. And then I just, in one of my crates, I come across that mashup and I'm like, yo, I'm going to drop this right now because it's going to, they're going to be confused. It's three in the morning. They're drunk, you know, and my, I put it on. They loved it so much. They were like going even crazier. And then they're looking (laughs) at me like, what's happening here? But they're dancing and having fun. I'm like, oh, it didn't work. I thought it would make them like stop or something, but it's just uh, legendary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It lives on. So, um, so yes, we, you know, doing ridiculous. I mean, I guess, look, doing ridiculous shit can lead to, I mean, that's kind of like the Dylan Francis Diplo approach in a way where they make really dope shit that they love and they work really hard on, but their Instagram and all those things are a lot of just ridiculous (laughs) videos, you know, that leads people to learn about them, like them, see that they're kind of genuine people probably. And then 
and then go, oh, they make dope music too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all. It's to have a viral moment like that, and then you got the good cases where people are like, all right, so what else does he have? You know, that's right. always like my always thing. It's like anytime I put out something, if that's the first time that person heard me before, now I'm like, I want them to look, you know, deeper and see what else I got, and that's what's yeah. happened. So whatever you got corny stuff funny stuff serious stuff whatever just put it out right at this point yeah. so it doesn't matter yeah yeah I, I agree and like um and also you i feel like you're just you're so different in the world of mashups remixes edits production all the stuff djing because you just have this like magical way of blending. You're not like a mashup guy. Like people, a lot of people are like, oh, you see that mashup yeah. person or the, the remix yeah, person yeah. or the blend, or, you know, whatever it is. Like I do edits. I'm the edit guy. I'm the edit girl. But like you have a way of if you do a mashup, it's not just a mashup. Like you can hear that you you put all this extra production in there and it's almost a remix, yeah. even if it's a mashup um, or like you put snow, Britney, like ones that are just crazy d different together, but you utilize your production skills, which I think really takes right. your stuff to the next level, you know, and um, yeah, just makes it yeah, cause so different. In, yeah, because like in the beginning, you know, I did start just making blends because that's where I kind of grew up on like blend tapes, right. especially like here in New York. There was a lot of those going around, and oh, yeah. and I looked up to like you know Green Lantern when you know he worked with like Eminem, so like he was yep. putting on a lot of those like blend tapes and then and putting like different phrases from like rap lines and making it into like its own like hook and stuff. So I got into that, and then so I was like, how do I stand out more? Because I know people, even just being a DJ itself, like starting to become a DJ, like how do you separate yourself from the others? Like everyone can have the same t you know the same songs and play them in a you know different order but like how do you stand out from the rest so i was like all right how do i make stuff like so then that's how right. i just started like making blends putting like my own edits and stuff into my sets just to stand out more so then when you start playing them out people are like i'm like oh, i've never heard this song like where'd you get that from and you're like oh i made it you know so then just started doing that so then instead of just like making blends nowadays you know since you know we're talking about the tiktok days like TikTok's full of those, uh, you know, blends, mashups and stuff because these kids figured it out because right. back in the day there was like the only way you could really do blends would probably do it live, you know, you know, doing on turntables and stuff. There's not much many like softwares that you could do or DAWs that can do it. Like I really had a hard time doing it when I first started, you know, over 10 years ago trying to like this is like the the peak of like the internet back in, you know, night, late nineties, two thousands and trying to figure out like, how do I put this vocal onto this beat? And I had like a windows computer at the time. So like I was, uh, you remember, like, I don't know if you use windows, but I don't know if they yeah, still I have did. it, but it was a thing. It was a cold, like a, it's called a sound recorder. It was just like a, basically uh, a program where you just record your voice. And I figured out that if you like feed it audio, uh, I, I don't remember if I like recorded, but like, I think you can import like a, an audio, but you couldn't, you can only do like certain, like so much time you can do it. And then I found out you, there's like a mix option. So I was trying to figure out the BPMs and that during that time, I was like, how do I count BPMs? I'm just like figuring it out. And I found like, and I had this Winamp, uh, you know, we all remember Winamp. Oh and yeah. There was this plugin, Legendary. this plugin that does like, uh, it was kind of like a BPM counter, but it wasn't really that accurate.
but it also you could like change the the tempo of it so i would like record the audio coming out of winamp through this recorder and then take another file and put it in there it's super complicated (laughs) and (laughs) it would never work out right but like i try to figure it out but like you know, figuring out how to do blends. I think earlier was ones with like, you know, Eminem and stuff. Cause the first like mashup that I've ever heard in my life that made me kind of want me to do stuff was it was a, it was an Eminem. I think it was like real slim shady and like, oops, I did it again. Britney Spears beat. Or oh, something, wow. Which I found like on, on like Napster or something a long right. time ago. And did it even have a, a I, label of who did it? I had, there might've been, but I don't even, I feel like back then there was no label. Like I just found a folder from 2006 and it's just called mashup 2006 or something in my, in my thing. And 80% of them are just like that, like Eminem, Britney. And I'm like, who even made this? Like nobody gets credit. Yeah. Because it would just be like real slim shady versus oops, I did it again. Right. Like the first one I remember seeing was like, yeah, it'd be like inhumans or scissorhands or Riz were the first people I saw starting to label them. But before that, it was just like, yeah, this is dope. What is this? Like you said, I found it on LimeWire or Kazar, you know, Napster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Sorry to interrupt. But yeah, so you found that one. Yeah. And I found it. And then I was like, how do I mash up these vocals onto there and at first i was like doing it by pieces so like just imagine taking i don't know well like the way i am or whatever eminem song it was at the time yeah and didn't think because i was like i can't get it in sync with the beat because i didn't know the bpm of the tempo because i didn't even know you had to like think about that <laughs> right i was just like taking sentences and phrases and putting it on top of the beat and i'm like this sounds like shit like it doesn't even make <laughs> sense and then i figure it out i'm like oh i just gotta match the tempo so that's how i was like learning how to like Crazy. beat match and stuff like that and then uh and then fast forward to now like now that everybody's doing these blends and stuff which is the easiest thing to do as far as like if you're a dj and stuff like that yeah. Or like you just learning into like want to get into production because you can show off what you can do. Right. But now I was just like, how do I step it up a little? Nowadays, people are just sampling, you know, old 2000 records and making it into like what? Trap songs, rap songs. There's like the the whole right. billboard chart is all 2000 songs. Right. Yeah. So I was like, how do I just stand out and make it different? So, you know, take the sample and then redo the drums or like do a different bass line or just flip the beat. And then take another vocal and put it on top of there. Then you got to the you know best of both worlds type of thing. So right. Um, and I think that was the first time I just kind of like really thought of doing that was like the the no guidance, uh, fabulous Chris Brown type of like edit that I did. Yeah. And that's the one that kind of took off as far as because during that time I was like. I didn't even know what I wanted to do like musically. Right. Cause I was, I was getting frustrated with like the music business and stuff. So I was like, I don't know how to make, how do I be different? Like I just keep right. doing the same thing over and over again. So I was like, all right, let me just make this for fun, redo the thing. And it took off. And then like a lot of, I know a lot of people in the LA took, it's on like on the radio all the time, like Power 106 or yeah. something. They they tell me it's like on rotation of the, it's like they play that more than the original record and stuff, which is great. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like the the first type of thing for me to just kind of jumpstart everything, which is maybe like two or three years ago, I think, or whatever that the original came out. Yeah, but yeah, everything was just wanted to be different of of what like production wise, right? And I remember that. I remember all that because I've been following you forever. I even remember you. 
kind of tweeting about your being disheartened with the music industry and what to do and that you weren't that into it and then seeing like some of your stuff blow up and you being like more in I don't know I just remember seeing like bits and pieces of like you sort of expressing that and then putting that music out it really just proves if you tap back into doing things for fun or doing things just to do it that's where you find yeah. You refine your creativity or refine your love for things. And that's where like the dope st- shit yeah. can come out, you know, I guess. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And for you to bring that up, that's, uh, that's pretty important because I think a lot of people don't, especially like creatives like ourselves and producers or music, whatever artists, you know, you get into that stuck mode of like, yeah. Oh man, I don't know what to do. And, and especially if you don't have like a big backing or a big machine behind you to, to kind of like boost you, whatever you're kind of yeah. doing it on your own. And I, you know, I still go through that stuff, you know, every so day, do I. But like, yeah, you know, it's just a common thing to do, but it's just, how do you overcome all that stuff? And so a lot of it needs to be, you know, people need to really address those type of things or not be afraid to talk about them because, you know, it happens to all of us and stuff. So, so it's a, good thing to learn about and also just learn about yourself and, and just keep say, you know, keep telling yourself that you can overcome all that stuff. Yeah. And I think just kind of going back to the why, you know what I mean? It's like, if you just like sit in front of your stuff that you, you know, your equipment, whether it's DJing or production or whatever it is and just go, why am I doing, why did I start doing this? You know, sometimes like I remember yeah. when I first started DJing, I really wanted to learn to scratch. I really wanted to sound like DJ Premier. You know, it's like if I just go back yeah. to like imitating Premier scratches, it like re-sparks something in my body and brain where I'm like, okay, this is dope. This is fun. This is like getting my creativity back. And yeah. it's something, you know, it can be as simple as that or, you know, more complex. But yeah, I think that we all go yeah. through those periods of creativity lulls or wondering what we should do and i mean the pandemic like really brought that out of like should i what am i gonna be a dj after this like what's even happening you know so yeah that was a crazy crazy time for that um but yeah we're all human we all deal with that stuff and and i remember you see and it was crazy for me to read you writing that even online because i'm like this dude is one of the dopest out of all of us, you know what I mean? Like out of all yeah. of, and, and us in terms of DJ, producer, remixer, mashup, you know, whatever kind of people. I'm like, he's like a, such levels above us and he's getting frustrated. That's insane. Like, I can't believe that artists weren't banging your door down, like to have you remix or reproduce their new songs. Because like you said, they're playing your stuff on the radio here. They're, the artists are noticing you. And, you know, yeah. I know huge producers you know jimmy jam people are like noticing you uh and saying how much they respect you and then you're like oh i don't yeah. know i'm frustrated or <laughs> it's like oh damn yeah. so it's hard it, yeah, yeah I, hard was like, I was like a little i was you know i wasn't sure if i wanted to tweet that and stuff i don't even remember exactly what i said but uh i remember yeah. asking people like should i even post this like because <laughs> i don't really show <laughs> right like that side ever like i'm usually just joking on like twitter and stuff and and you know it's nothing that serious and stuff i never really show my feelings like that but i was like you know what i'm just gonna put it out let's see what happens and i got a good feedback from it you know yeah and and it actually pushed me to like uh do stuff more you know so yeah does it doesn't doesn't i don't mind doing that stuff like that now yeah you never know i mean like and i've gone through so many times of that of either i guess like 
rejection then leading to like me being more motivated or you know whatever yeah. it is like you go down in the valley and, and try to climb up the mountain yeah. afterwards <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah so that's uh that's super interesting you know and, and so when you were saying like you were doing blends and then you figured out oh i just got to match the bpm and you were trying to figure out the whole thing were you djing at that time at all yeah, here and there, like local stuff, because I was living uh, in Long Island, so I was doing like local bars and stuff. Okay, but, you know, nothing to be like crazy about, you know. But you were a DJ, and, like you weren't whether it's yeah, local yeah, yeah. or not. You had like started DJing and and yeah. were a DJ. You weren't like I'm yeah, only so a producer. I, I'm gonna learn to DJ. Yeah, so I, um, my first love into was DJing. Like that's right. how because I was like I, was I love music. So like, how do I? express that more and then you know i just started seeing videos of you know a track you know djing right. and, and like during that time it was like am and stuff i was like man especially am too like the way how he kind of shifted the whole dj game yeah so seeing that and him doing those mashups and stuff and you know the classic rock songs and all those routines he was doing so i was like man at that time i was like how do i be like that right. then i kind of figured that you know I tried, I practiced, but I was like more into like making the actual song. So I was trying to do both because I was trying to figure out, I'm like, all right, you know, I want to do both, but you know, some, for me, like I like to focus like on one thing. I can't focus on like so many things. Right. So I w at that time I was doing the DJ thing, but then I was like, I want to do showcase more of my, you know, production and, and like edits and stuff like that. So I was trying to balance the thing. Then I figured out, that like, you know, doing all those tricks and stuff like that wasn't me. I right. was just like the guy to provide the music transition, play my edits. I was just trying to showcase all my stuff. So then once I figured that out, I was like, all right, I could still do the DJ thing because that's where I could play all my stuff. But I was also doing like the, the edits, the, you know, the remixes and stuff like that. And that's kind of where I got the, the online presence back in the day, especially doing those, uh, days of like music blogs and right and uh, and stuff like that that's where i kind of got a lot of the attention from you know from me you know for for me so and during that time i was working like a, a regular nine to five job so whenever i had free time i would just do like a remix and stuff like that and then you know blogs would pick them up and then i'll just be like right. at work i'm like oh shit look <laughs> like i got more plays on soundcloud like that's I, crazy you know, where like were you working like 50 where were you working uh so i would i went to school for like graphic design so i was working at this like printing place that you know i was like in charge of this like really gigantic uh like digital printing stuff so wow. like clients would bring out their you know advertising posters or whatever so yeah. i would have to fix them up the files and then print them out it was really boring but during that time all i could think about is just like making making edits and stuff and right. making remixes and stuff so and then that's like kind of like when i first got into like twitter so i was looking into what was going on with there and then this can kind of tie into everything but that's kind of how i met uh ben benzi dj benzi yeah so I saw him doing a lot of those, uh, you know, blend mixtapes and stuff. He, he was like really into those type of things. Right. And I was like, man, how do I get, how do I get onto the, one of those? So I just like, uh, messaged him. I was like, Hey, how do I get on this, uh, 
this new mixtape of yours and then he's like sim and then he was like the because f- i looked at him as like a this big celebrity because at that right. time i didn't i didn't know anybody i you know it was just me being like a regular guy making music and uh right. he's like just send me some stuff i was like oh wow he responded to me <laughs> you know <laughs> so so i i sent him a bunch of stuff and then he's like oh i like this one and then he's like how about we work on something i was like what like you, <laughs> you want to work on something is yeah. like cool so then that's kind of how everything kind of snowballed and got me into like really the the music world instead of just you know doing local djing and then right. making little edits in my room for fun and now the so you know the social media kind of boosted and and, and and talking to ben really got me got my foot in the door with right. a lot uh, with a lot of the music stuff yeah, I mean, shout to Benzi. You know, I've known him from many different yeah. ways. I don't know. Like, I think the first time I met him, <laughs> we were in, I don't know, Cleveland or Cincinnati or some crazy place, yeah. and we were judging a Red Bull three style uh, event I together. Think he told me this story or yeah. something. Yeah, I think and he, he told me this story. He, they gave us these. Um, turntables with our names printed on them but they were like those crosley kind of ones like the you know where you like oh like right, kind of right. cheaper whatever but it was said dj spider on it it said benzy and like we had it and i remember he yeah. was like yo I, I drove here like put it in my car <laughs> and i was like all right like i don't oh, know know man. where the hell we are we went to some crazy after party in the middle of nowhere in ohio put it in my car yeah. i'm like all right put it in his car and I remember we go back and his shit is all broken into and someone had stole the turntables. Wow. And I'm like, yo, they stole our custom turntables. We were like freaking out. And he was like, I'm going to make it up to you. I'm going to make it up to you. I was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm not tripping. It's all good. And he's like, I'm going to give you a free account to my uh, DJ oh, website. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's, that's such a, a Ben thing. I was like, know? that's a pretty good trade. And then so he hooked me up with, uh, you know, a, a password to his site so i have like unlimited acapellas or whatever it was That's i was hilarious. like thank you but from that we like i think that might have been one of the first times we connected but um but yeah i mean he's he's such a hard worker and hustler and you know i mean it was crazy yeah. the amount of music he gets and people he links up with and and he'd be he would hit me too like can you make a mashup for this or do this or i'm making this for skrillex or you know he's always doing some yeah. mad scientist shit you know um, but, um, yeah. I mean, when you guys linked up and came out with the, I mean, I think you guys made, <laughs> this sounds like a weird probably statement, but some of the most, um, long lasting and classic twerk music, <laughs> which I know sounds like a weird, you know, thing, but yeah. honestly, your guys stuff holds up so well. Like I play it still to this day. And a lot of the twerk shit, you listen back to it and it's like cringe worthy. You know what I mean? And it sounds yeah, horrible yeah. or it's just yeah. like, what is going on? Or the drums or the hi hats <laughs> or the, Oh God, this is a nightmare. Like you know, weird, like, <laughs> yeah. Why would anyone do this? You know what I mean? So, but yeah. holy shit, like the Bedinga song, you can play to this day at a wedding or a festival. You know what I mean? Like you, I have yeah. a transition with that song too, that I can go up tempo or down tempo with and it always like will excite people no matter what and the way it's just you guys did it in a tasteful way i think you have a very tasteful way of producing things you know and it's this yeah. subtle way and you applied that to even a very in your face 
cheesy kind of music, you know, which is why it became classic <laughs> yeah. in a way. Like, so yeah. like I even brought back your, a couple, uh, um, I went through all my twerk songs and I'm like, Oh my God, like 98% of this is horrible. But I found a few of your guys <laughs> songs and I'm like, these are still good. Yeah. You know, the, um, the work one that you did is pretty dope still. Oh, it, yeah, I, I played that yeah. again recently and I'm like, yo, this sounds great. You know, I'm playing it up against new stuff, new Drake and whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you guys made some legendary, uh, legendary tracks and I know that led to you really going from DJing, um, like you said, locally to traveling the world, right. And being in, being on mad decent yeah. and, and kind of, was that your first time, I guess doing stuff like that, you know. Um. Yeah, uh, the 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 first time that me and Ben played together, like yeah. as like, I don't. Th I think we were labelist because uh, at the before that uh, we were putting out music, but um, no one knew who we were. Right, like it was just said, it just said TWRK remix. And like Mad Decent was putting it up on SoundCloud. Diplo was like retweeting it and stuff like that. So everyone thought Diplo was twerk. Or right. I think I, I think I read like on Reddit one time I saw it said Skrillex and Diplo. This got to be Skrillex and Diplo. Oh, and oh. I was showing ben, <laughs> that's amazing. And I was showing Bendis. I was like, they think we're Skrillex and Diplo. So for us not to say <laughs> wow. like who twerk was, it really like made the hype even more because True. you know at that time like mad decent was super hot at that time yeah and whatever they put out and especially soundcloud was super hot at that time so anytime they reposted anything it was like gold so the kids ate that up and they're like who are these people and yeah. like they keep doing like these flips of mad decent songs i'm like there's gotta be diplo so we were like just riding off of those coattails and then uh our very first show together we played uh mad decent block party after party in detroit okay. and this is the very first very first time i met ben benzy in detroit we go to this festival to in, earlier in the day to check out diplo set this is the first time i meet diplo and like jillionaire like major laser crazy so the the festival was like in a like a parking lot and then across the street is where the the after party is at this club so we watch a major laser finish and then diplo gets off stage and i'm just looking i'm like holy shit this is diplo like you know <laughs> and we w literally walk across the street and like kids are following us and i'm like this is nuts like there's just people following us i felt i felt like we were like you know drake or some shit you know it's like in a, <laughs> yeah. in a music group hell yeah and it's like my first time experiencing this and i think bauer was there that was the first time i met bauer so we walk across the street we go backstage and I'm like, now I'm in the room, in the green room with like Jillionaire, Diplo, you know, with Ben. And I'm like, and there's just me. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Like why? And then, and then Diplo's like, man, I love what you guys do. And then, cause at that time I put out a, I was still doing like, you know, eccentric stuff. So I had right. love you down the I know Jay remix. Yeah. So he was playing that a lot okay. before that. So, we were having that conversation. He was like, man, I love this. Like I play it all the time. And I was like, holy shit. Like Dippo loves my shit. He's like, I'm gonna play it tonight. I was like, Oh dude. <laughs> so, but I had to mentally prepare myself because we were going to play me and Ben. were going to go open up basically for Diplo. Right. 
And I'd never seen a crowd like this before. You know, I'm just like used to playing, you know, your local bar and stuff like that. And whoever was there. Right. And then I get there and there's like at least a thousand kids jam packing this club and just staring at you. And this is where the difference between the DJ thing was different to me, because when I was DJing, nobody was looking at me when I was yeah. DJing. They were just having a good time. And then when I get to the to this stage, it's like a full on stage and everyone, all these kids are looking at you. And I'm like, oh, shit, man, this is we- <laughs> this yeah. is like the weirdest shit ever. Right. So. We go play, and I was like, "The damn like we didn't even have a game plan." And I was like, "What are we doing? Like, uh, are we playing <laughs> off your laptop?" And he's like, yeah, "We'll just use my laptop." I was like, "I don't even know what you have on your laptop. Like, what are we playing?" So, and if you know Ben, Ben likes to wing everything. Like, he doesn't like to prepare with anything. He just wings it. So. <laughs> This is like my first time, you know, experiences with a guy that I never met before. I just only talked to like through internet stuff. My God. And this is what we, and this is what we got to do. It's like the ultimate DJ challenge or something. (laughs) Like a a game show. Yeah. And I was like super stressed. I was like, I don't know what the, I'm just, I'm like, let me just follow you lead because I don't know what's going on. Right. And, but at this end, but at the same time, I was so excited because I was like, wow, this, I've never been in this uh, position before. Yeah. So we play like an hour or whatever. So I don't even know if we were like, did okay, but no one (laughs) knew who we were obviously at that time because we were just playing songs. And then like Dippo uh, came behind me and he was just like, yo, he's like, good job. He's like, and he's like setting up and stuff. I was like, holy shit. Like this is Diplo again. Like this is crazy. And then I, I, I remember just after he, when he was playing, I was just bo- like standing behind Diplo, just like watching and like in awe. Cause I was like, this is crazy. Like I'm on yeah. the same like venues, you know, whatever. And I remember him like turning back at times saying like, oh, do you guys play this song? So he was like asking me like if right. we played these certain songs so he didn't have to play it again. So I was like, that's cool. And then I got like my little moment when he played like my remix of Little Love right. Me Down. And I was like, oh, shit. And I remember and I remember I had I was still working like in my nine to five job. So this was like in Detroit. So I remember flying back home because I had to go to work. <laughs> so I. I remember flying back and I had the video of it and I was showing like co-workers and friends like they were playing my song. So that was like my first experience of like that whole like the twerk thing with going on with Ben. Right. And then and then we just it just kind of like kept going. And then at the time, the Internet didn't know who we were still. Yeah. And uh, this is when they had uh, on BBC radio, they had this Diplo and friends. So Diplo had like his own radio show. Right. And Diplo gave Ben kind of like the reins to kind of control the show like who what kind of guests he wanted to have the mixes on there so ben was like oh we want to do the reveal like you know who twerk is and stuff like that and i was afraid because i was like no one knows who i am they might know who you are ben but like they don't know who i am so i just like kind of like played along with it or whatever so Dipple did this uh this really long intro of like you know, twerk to guys, uh, you know, DJ Benzi, eccentric and stuff like that. And, and I was super happy because I was like, Oh shit. Like devil said my name again. And it's like, I'm just going to give me some, like some credibility a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and then went through that and then like the internet kind of went wild. Cause it was like, Oh shit. Like these, these guys. And it's like, that's eccentric. The one that did blah, blah, blah. So they kind of like tied two together. So then we just started touring off of that. And then when we stumbled upon making Bedinga, that was kind of like the, the, 
the one that really shot us out like right. that single that song single-handedly made us travel around the world you know like we were going to indonesia like two or three times a year wow you know like just traveling there going to europe and and, and at that time i wasn't traveling at all like i met probably was on a plane like twice in my life at that time oh my god and like i barely even traveled and then now all of a sudden i'm going you know, I'm going back home to, uh, you know, I've seen family from the Philippines. Like I've never been even been there before. That was like my first time being there Amazing. just because of that song. Yeah. And then I just earlier today, I was just checking on YouTube because uh, that's like most of the plays are on Bedinga. It's at 111 million plays. Like those are like Justin Bieber numbers, you know, oh like it's insane. God. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> you know what I mean, like that's like, like some hit songs don't even hit that, you know, on. Yeah. Uh, like like massive that's insane wow has has the original the people from the original song ever said anything or done anything or is it licensed yeah good so yeah so we had to clear the record okay um for it to officially you know put out as like our like an actual song so do they make money off those streams potentially or that hundred million i I wonder I, i i don't well the problem was the people that uploaded it on the youtube it was like this trap channel like it's all trap yeah so same i have a remix i did a fetty wap remix and i checked it and it has like 25 million plays on that trap world or whatever it's like one of their big ones and i was like holy shit like i checked it recently i was like i didn't know it had this much and i'm like who even gets the 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 stream money from this you know i know i don't get a dollar from it but so yeah because we questioned it because uh you know we actually met up with the kid that he, the, he ran the channel trap we, nation uh, kid or whatever yeah, it was like trap that. something uh, we went to uh we were at the time we were in uh like amsterdam for something and he was out there like because i think he's from there or something so okay we agreed to like meet up with the kid to like <laughs> talk talk business uh listen and, bro uh, we got twerk business to discuss yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't i wasn't fully there for the conversation but uh you know right. everything kind of got dealt with and, and stuff like that but yeah if we didn't like talk, talk to because at the time i don't it was out there but it wasn't on like spotify or anything like that at the yeah. time because there really wasn't no spotify i mean there was but it wasn't like what no. it is today right so so it was uh you know we had to like reach out and say, Hey, how much money did you make off this song? <laughs> we want, we need a, we need that half or whatever we, whatever it was. Yeah, you know? We made this. So, shit. Wow. Yeah. That's but, crazy. And so what, what a, kind of like, how did it pan out? Cause you guys aren't really doing the twerk group anymore, right? No, we haven't, uh, we haven't done anything. I don't even remember. I can't, I lost how many <laughs> years we had paid like two or three three years because at during the last kind of like run of twerk we were doing you know very generic uh clubs like not even just like casino stuff like it wasn't really yeah. you know we were just we had to do them because it was just like part of the contract and stuff but we weren't uh doing like really torque shows for a while not for for a while yeah um i think we kind of just left it on the table kind of thing because i I think we kind of both grew out of it type of thing. We're older guys, you know, I'm 38. Ben's like, I think he's like around 40 ish, whatever. So it's like 65. We, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it, it, it just the name bothered me after like towards <laughs> the end right because uh you know being older and i was like man i don't really want to walk because it, it's weird when people walk around you and they don't know fully who twerk is at times and sometimes sometimes people think it's one person some people <laughs> think it's like four people right you know and then when kids come up to you they're like hey dj twerk and i'm like oh like, <laughs> oh my god like, it's just bad you're like showing so like up I, in Beijing. They're like, Mr. Twerk, yeah. we would, uh, welcome you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, and then like you, you go to these like weird airports and then there's a guy waiting for you and there's a sign that says DJ Twerk. And like, oh, jeez, like, this is You're terrible. Like, Kill me now. I'm not DJ Twerk. Yeah. This is not what I worked yeah. for. Right. Yeah. That's so funny. But like, and then like towards the end, we try to like kind of rebrand it a little bit. Like we were saying, like, instead of saying twerk, we would say like T-W-R-K, like we would spell it out. But at the end of the day, it was still twerk or like, say, Benzian centric, uh, you right. know, just to kind of like clarify who it was. But um, but yeah, we just kind of like grew out of the sound. And like how you were saying earlier, like you look through your so- the older songs back then. Like I sometimes I can't even some of the songs that we did. I can't listen to them because they're <laughs> right. just really bad. You know, like there's only like maybe like a handful or two that maybe I could still play mm-hmm. if it was just like thing. Um, but yeah, like a lot of it was really bad and it's it it's kind of cool that we did bring that sound out because at that time when we were making that first mixtape of just like twerk songs there was no songs to find to actually put on the thing we were no. going back to like yin yang twins and like little john because that was kind of yeah. where, where it stemmed from was like new orleans bounce music like little john right Ying Yang Twins, like we were just yeah, because you guys to, like, did that Nola old. clap remix, right? Right, and yeah. that one yeah, was so we were just yeah. that was like one of your first ones. It was right around the Badinga time, and yeah. that sort of sound. Yep. I remember when you guys did that. I was like, yeah, they for sure know that sound from that, you know. And I was like, that's cool yeah, that they're yeah. remixing that because I had, you know, I I related it in my head just DJ wise. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that was that was the sound of of that i mean well it was dope and so you guys just sort of did your own thing you know continue to do your own thing and not collaborate as much and then just sort of are doing your own things at this point but there was no formal like we're ending twerk yeah we didn't have like a you know you know how these groups have like these statements and like oh right from Swedish after five, house 10 years <laughs> we're, we're retired now we didn't have that we just left it there like if we would you know we did talk about at one point uh like during the point it was like the pandemic like really like really bad and yeah and the quarantine you know how like people were coming back or like having yeah. these one-time performance like live I was like man it would be pretty funny if we like did this like one last hurrah type of like show like just to see what would happen but um but yeah it never really panned out or whatever but hey you never know yeah one day yeah you never know who knows i mean like i said i was going i was starting to bring some of it back recently you know in the clubs past few months and i'm like this shit sounds good works you know if you do it the right way and pick the right ones um yeah you know who knows (laughs) um amazing And, and so you said you grew up in new york um how did you first start DJing? Like, where was your first exposure to DJing and your first kind of records you wanted to play and your equipment and being around people you looked up to? Oh, well, I had a friend that he was like more of a house DJ. Yeah. Um, And I used to like watch him just 
you know dj and and like in his basement and stuff like that and he would like tell me like the ins and outs of like what's happening like technical wise and stuff but the, like the f- the very first time i really saw like djing was um with a track i was i was watching him these like those old what, dmc videos of him yeah. like being a kid and just like scratching and, and doing all these like jungle trips and uh, tricks and stuff like that so yeah. i was like man this is like like this is crazy like how do you even like do that stuff and um so at that time i was like man, how do i get turntables because i can't afford them and at the time so like my friend he sold me his like they were like new mark they were like similar to techniques i think it was like the the version that was comparable to to techniques but it wasn't you know it's, yeah. so you're so you're just getting like not fully there techniques so i was like yeah i'll take them like and had like a digital screen on it where you could see you know with the pitch stuff so i was like this is cool so that was like my first right. like instance of uh like get having my own turntables and then you know this was before serato so like i was buying records i was going to i remember uh my friend of mine was getting uh he's like at a tattoo parlor he was getting a tattoo and i just went to just go with him and the, the owner was like had this like stack of records just in the corner and um i was like what are you doing with those he's like i'm trying to sell them <laughs> and i like looked through them and it was like all the songs that i loved you know at that time and, right uh, and you know it was like all the the new stuff too i was like why is it just sitting here he's like he's like oh i have a guy that djs but he just doesn't do it anymore he just left them here and stuff i wow. was like well i'll take them all <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i'll take them all like this is perfect so i yeah so i took them all and that's kind of how i just started like learning how to you know find out bpms and and like labeling things on the records and stuff and then i would just do like local parties here and there um you know and if i had a friend that needed a party i would bring all my stuff there and then like serato hit and i was like oh this is a game changer i don't have right. to bring all these records anymore are you kidding me <laughs> Hell so, yeah. yeah so i just that's kind of like my my early stages of the you know the dj world yeah that's dope and and then what are like your favorite kind of sets to play like nowadays like if you can get booked to uh play at a place like just really eclectic all over the place like your own edits or yeah. specific you know house music i don't know like what what's what do you love to go play you know jump on and rock uh, if it was <laughs> rock if it was uh you know if it was if, if i'm controlling this the, yeah you know my it's, own it's world, the eccentric which I, night which i am you know people yeah. are coming to see it's they're staring be... at you like the twerk days no yeah so i yeah. I would love that actually. Yeah. But yeah, I would just play I would just love to play my stuff uh more like future beats type of stuff, like a little right. bit of house stuff. I try to stay away from doing like open format type stuff, you know, like it's just, you know, it does not a knock on anyone that does that, but it's just right. I have like bigger bigger things in my mind yeah. and experiencing the twerk stuff like perf- like the actual performance wise and being you know being the headliner and stuff like that i've saw it in my head so i'm like if i did that in the past like let me see if i can do that yeah. on my you know without the twerk and like i want to do it on my name so like i right. know it's possible so that's where you know my goals are set like that's why i've just been really nicky like if it's the right party like if it's like a theme party where it's like because i love r&b stuff like you know and in that world of like edits and stuff so if yeah if there's a party that does that 
I would love to do that. But if you're going to book me for like a casino, I, you know, if you're paying, well, go. Yeah. You know what I mean? But right. like at the same time, it's like, am I mentally going to be there? Probably not. Right. So I rather just like play what I want. People come see what, you know, they want to hear. Cause it, you know, it's cool that someone else can play your stuff, but it's the feeling that I can play something that I just made like five minutes ago. And then people are like, Oh shit, this is good. Yeah. That's like it. Uh, the feeling is, 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 uh, you know, you can't compare that. So like, I would love to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'd love, to, I'd go to a night where you just play all your own stuff. <laughs> I'd be in the front row. Like, let's I'm go. trying to, I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to curate it sometime, maybe in LA. I think that's, yeah, that would be dope. A big, bulk, a big bulk of my, uh, like listeners and stuff are from LA. So yeah, I'm your, a, your sound really night. speaks to, uh, everybody out here, I think, and all over the world. But I do think it has, there is somewhat of a West coast LA feeling in there somewhere, even though you're East coast, New York yeah, uh, yeah. person. People think I'm from LA sometimes because of how like, chill i am like because you know right. people think new yorkers are so like yeah. but <laughs> i can be at, at times but like you know i'm pretty chill so people think yeah. i'm from la originally so that's funny and um and yeah i mean it's interesting to think back on like where your first experience was standing there with benzie who you'd never i mean that whole thing you described is crazy like i said it's like a dj obstacle course show or so you know it's like go into a place yeah. with one of the most famous people open up for him everyone's staring at you you've never met anyone you've never met the person you're collaborating with that you made music with and you're yeah. the dj off their computer so obviously you can look back at that now and go okay if I'm in that position again, but now I'm so much more experienced, I've made up my own music and I can present it my own way and I'm ready for people to stare at me again. Sometimes when you're in those <laughs> positions and you're not ready for people to stare at you, it's awkward. Like I remember opening for AM or a bunch of different people and, and people are just staring at me and I'm like, oh no, I'm not used to like, yeah. I, I'm, I want them to look at each other and dance. Like yeah. I need to like scratch a lot and do things and, you know, and, and yeah. I had to immediately go in that mode cause like your heart's beating and you're like, why are they just staring at me? <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah I, it's I kind of, but it's also kind of hard too with the, uh, especially in the, in the EDM world, it's, yeah you know we come from you know like the open format where like we're always right. switching songs here and there but yeah. when you go to these like edm type shows they're playing like a big bulk of the song and and while that's playing out they're doing like hand gestures and like you know, weird shit like you know interacting with the crowd and right and like mic talking like all that stuff that we don't do right <laughs> originally like so we're trying to like fit into that world and um so when we were but when we were with DJing we were still like have club open format uh like styling into it still so we were so out of like not in that world we were just like plugged into that world but still treating it like it was a club right so at times we were just like browse like flying through songs we could like for an hour set we might have went through like 80 songs <laughs> like 80 edits oh my and god and i remember uh grand theft he came, like we were playing a show with Grand Theft and he was like, man, you guys need to slow down. And I was like, why? He's like, you guys are just flying through songs. And I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, we're just going to keep going. Right. Because, you know, for these type of like, even like festivals and stuff, you know, the calm time and like just the breakdowns, like a lot of people just want to 
chill for a second and like bring yeah. them on because it's all like buildups and drops and right and stuff. But at one time we were we were hitting people with drops like every ten seconds. It was just nonstop, and I right. think that's what kind of like made us different. You know, like people were really like into that stuff. But yeah, yeah. But I think Grand Theft, he's someone that especially, you know, is a one of a he's kind amazing, kind of yeah. person and has such a a deep understanding of the open format DJ world and the new kind of whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it, electronic music producer and how to perform in both worlds too. Cause he, he's also given yeah. me advice on either remixes or whatever. Cause he's like, you're doing too much like three style stuff or, you know, scratch, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got to do this. Yeah. These crowds just want this. And I'm like, Oh, you're right. I never thought about it like that. And it was a sort of like a slow yeah. down type of comment for something I was working on. And I think that he, yeah he understands all sides of it, you know, cause he comes from the open format DJ yeah. world and now has transitioned so yeah. well, you know, into that. And he's incredible, incredible producer, yeah, he's amazing. And DJ and just all around good person. Um, yeah, that's dope. And so, um, you know, so, I mean, we, we haven't even touched on so much of the stuff you've, you've done. I mean, like you put out so many amazing edit packs, remixes and all kinds of things. And that's led to you, meeting and work uh i don't know about working with but meeting so many of the artists that you've remixed right um like from i mean uh, like the SZA stuff and janet jackson and um yeah snow like all, all types of stuff so like um you know wh what i guess do you want to talk about that a little bit like what are some of the people you've connected uh with just from doing music you know and, and producing music and remixing yeah, I think the, I would say like the the biggest person that I, you know, I still talk to like on a daily basis is probably Jimmy Jam, uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry That's Lewis. amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he, he contacted me because of the Snow Allegra, like Janet um, edit that I did. Wow. And I mean, I, I actually don't even know how he heard it, but actually, you know what? I think somebody, somebody played it. And like I kind of reposted it on my uh, on my story, yeah. And then and then Snow saw it and stuff like that. And then Janet saw it, so I'm sure he probably saw it through that. And um, yeah, and then I saw him following me on Instagram. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. And then he started so DMing me. Like he's like, this is amazing. Like you know, this is like genius work. And I was like, oh, like for you to tell me that, that's like yeah. right, a genius like, telling you to, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's nuts. I was like, you don't even have to like talk to me. And then what the craziest thing is, like, you know, on holidays, like even like this past Thanksgiving, he'll just send me a DM. He goes, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Like I hope you like. Thank I just you. thought of you today. Like I I like, I was talking to somebody about Snow Allegra, and I thought about you. I was like, wow, what the f <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Like, yeah what? that's insane you know it's just uh you know just having conversations on like that and uh and then just like sneaking in i'm like hey so you know if you know i remember i remember like trying to reach out and say hey you know i hope we can clear this one day, you know to try right. to actually put it out you know but um you know i never get like a direct answer but like i just try to sneak the instead sneak in stuff like that or i'll be like you know hey uh you know i'm working on something i'd like to have you listen to it and stuff like that so right. um but you know i'm sure he's busy so i don't want to like 
you know i mean you like should them. be like yo let me uh just kind of sit in on your studio sessions and just be there <laughs> yeah. if you were there when they were crazy. working on stuff they might like yeah. just have you do something and incorporate yeah. it and i mean i can't imagine you know i'm sure he would like to work with you if he's writing you that stuff yeah but the the craziest thing though is uh i think he he put out like an album i think uh, like over like recent work with like mariah carey i think one time he tried to sneak in like hey i think you should uh do something with this song and i didn't even know what the song was and then i opened it up i was like oh it's his song and it's a song that he it just came out oh wow so i'm like i think he was trying to push me not push me but like hey hey like maybe you should do something with this yeah (laughs) i was like all right i'm like oh okay you know (laughs) right but it was just like it was like a weird like uh you know exchange there but but yeah, for sure. I think him is big. I mean, just recently, like SZA, like you mentioned, like SZA, uh, that happened just, I remember happening that day, just kind of like, it was a blur because, um, you know, I put the thing out, uh, the edit of the, the I Hate You. Um, it did its thing for like a, for a few days and then it got to her because she saw, because uh, I put up I, one of these guys that are on on the internet, he does like dance videos mm-hmm. so he was doing a lot of dance videos to my edits and he happened okay. to do one to to that edit he made a video i reposted it and then she reposted it and i was like and that's when i started seeing all the views and like all the followers and everyone's like where is like where do i get this from right and i was like oh shit and then maybe the next day she dm'd me and she's like this is amazing. And then she asked, she's like, Oh man, do you, uh, your edits, like I, they're amazing too. So I'm like, Oh, she must've went through all my stuff. If she is saying that. And I was like, man, we got to work together. And she's like, let's do it. So I was like, here's some beats and nothing, but it's okay. But, right. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it, just the interaction, it's like, yeah. it's crazy, you know? And, and I feel and like they get, get bombarded. That, like you might be able to just, yeah. sometimes I feel like you just got to like keep on it. Like I know some A&Rs and different people and, um, they'll be like, we'll have a conversation. They'll be so hyped on something yeah. I did or whatever. And like, let's do this. And then it almost feels like you lose track and you don't want to be annoying. But then when I see them again, they're like, hey, we haven't talked. We got to do something. And it's like, I guess no. maybe you have to be that annoying, like squeaky wheel. Like, remember me? Like, you like my stuff yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't Who knows? I mean, yeah. I don't know if there's a right answer, yeah. but that's just that's so cool and just shows the power of music and the power of doing things that you love and being genuine to your own sound and not forcing things and and knowing when to stop and being like because you could just be making twerk songs that you hate nonstop. you know what i mean you're like i'm gonna tap into (laughs) what i no offense to the twerk stuff but you know what i mean like you tapped back into a genuine part of yourself that you love that you you want to hear and you want to be in the world and there's there's a void that that you wanted to fill and then that leads to the people that you're remixing and looking up to being like you're dope you know like we want to work with you so such a cool cool lesson and cool way to do it has that led to you um doing original production for other artists in a way or 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 making original music yourself yeah i mean i'm always making original stuff i haven't i don't the thing is like putting out original music yeah is like a different beast because you know it's it's a lot obviously it's a lot easier to remix a song because you already have an established song and and you know just flipping it and then people already know it 
making the originals now it's like you got to get vocalists and, and right. doing that stuff i already have in the works but the problem is it's like all right creatives now it's like all right uh the artist wants this blah 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 so yeah because like when i'm making the remix it's just me you yeah know, it's just my mindset i don't got any get any approvals for anybody and stuff like that right so but now when you when you're doing you know originals you just gotta like talk to the you know whoever the writer is and stuff like that so you gotta figure it out so um that's always in the works um would i love to work with like more established artists yeah of course i think everybody would um i think my ideal would be like someone brought this up to me it's like man since i always do all these great edits for like you know all these big artists would be kind of crazy if you ever did like a compilation album with these same artists but yeah. it's like all original stuff you know you know like i guess like a dj Khaled type of thing but like it's just an actual right like full-on production um and that would, would be amazing that too, man yeah that would be so cool i mean you that would be incredible if someone if someone uh if you could put that together um are, have you produced for anyone like you know like has any have any artists brought you in the studio or or just use your beats or anything like that uh not not a huge artist as of late but like during the twerk days we were that sounds weird saying twerk days but <laughs> no we, uh, we know what you're saying it's a um but yeah we worked with we had the, the recent one um it was like a few years ago but we worked with fetty wap oh we dope. worked with like rich the kid this is before rich the kid like kind of blew up mm -hmm. Migos. um this is before again this is all like right before they popped right and we got them at the right time so like work with Migos. Um, one of our bigger songs uh, we, we, we did with OG Mako, you know, the guy that did yeah. like, bitch, you guess it, you know? Yeah. Uh, we actually, that was an experience because, uh, you know, we actually had to like do like a full roll, roll out. That was actually signed to like a, a big, like, I forget what label it was, but it was a big label. We had to do this. There was a budget behind it. We had, uh, we had to like shoot a music video and all that stuff. Um, it actually never came out, which I'm thankful because it was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I was just super uncomfortable in the music video. Like I, I'm anything camera wise, me in it. I just, I'm like super awkward. So like put me in like being, being a video, like the whole premise was, uh, uh, cause since we're twerk, right. The, the premise was like this giant butt uh spaceship and these girls just like half naked girls were just okay. <laughs> right right uh right in this uh you know butt mobile whatever it was and i i'm the guy that has to like uh control this like this big shift knob to like put it in overdrive and i remember them zooming into me and like i'm doing it was pretty bad i'm, I'm so glad it never came out but we had a shoot sounds a kind video. of incredible actually <laughs> I, I, yeah it was so bad um and uh yeah so and then we had to like do a little like mini tour with og macro and like travel around uh right like cities and stuff so that's like my first time dealing with like rappers and stuff like it's weird because like if you ever deal with a rapper like their mindset is like they're on a different time yeah no matter whoever you're with and especially like in the studio um we wanted to do like another studio session after the music video yeah so he's like we're gonna he's like well let's go let's do it he took forever to get to, <laughs> to the studio it was like 
it's, it, it's already late because we already wrapped up the video shoot and it's already late and right. uh, I'm sitting in the studio just like waiting and then like two hours later he comes back and he's got he's got this giant jar of weed <laughs> and uh, he's like I gotta he's like I gotta smoke this first I was like, the whole right, jar smoke it i don't know the whole jar it's but like a competition. i don't smoke i don't like i don't smoke but like i got the i i remember getting the biggest contact high ever <laughs> oh my god and i was like man i can't this is crazy and then he he laid down some vocals and then it was like i feel like it was only like a half an hour but waiting there more and uh I remember him just being passed out on the floor, like where the mic is. And I had to like, I got to smoke this. Like to, yeah. And like, it had to, and like to leave the studio, you have to like go through where the booth is, where the mic is. Yeah. So he's laid out on the floor. And I remember like walking over him <laughs> just, just to leave. And I was like, Hey, if you're awake, I'm out, <laughs> you know, type of thing. But he's a cool guy, man. Like just, uh, right. I know he went through some like some like medical stuff and stuff uh, in the past, but okay. like he he was a he was a trip, man. It's just the way, and he had to like come out and perform with us in cities that maybe didn't even know the song and stuff. So it was kind of cool to him for you know to promote it. And right, he did his song and stuff like that. But that was like, yeah, I worked with it. Those are like the few artists uh, in my TWRK days. Uh, <laughs> but as of now, yeah, I would love to you know whoever wants to work in the, and so this is why I just keep, keep putting out yeah. music, keep putting out contact just so that people get uh notice. Cause like if, if my no gu guidance edit is playing on the radio, right. Right. Especially in LA. And I know Chris is lives in LA and yeah. I'm sure he listens to that station. I'm, I'm sure, sure he's heard that. Yeah. And I've heard stories where people tell me all the time, um, you know, when they go DJ somewhere, and like Drake's in the club and he's hurt. Like they told me like he heard it, bro. Like, and, and so like, I know these people have heard it before. So for now sure, how do we get, how do we like link up? I know. Thing, you know. Do you, do you work with like, uh, any sort of management or booking agency thing anymore? Or, um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still under uh mood swing with Johnny. Um, okay, cool. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Johnny. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. Yeah. I mean, I met him a long yeah, so, time ago uh, and yeah, we yeah. crossed paths multiple times. Um, yeah, that's so, dope. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's uh, facilitated a lot of like the syncs that we've done too with a lot of our songs, which that's nice. where a lot of the money is at, you know? Right. Um, Cause you know, we all know like there's really not much mo money in music unless like you're like a really big artist, but yeah. getting these sync deals and being part of like movies, uh, you know, songs and commercials and stuff. Uh, it really is a nice change of pace too. Cause sometimes, you know, you want to make music for people and you didn't really think you would be making, you know, yeah. music for commercials and stuff. But, you know, a lot of the songs again, picked up that we've done in the past and then they just uh, get synced. So it's, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, that, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the, you know, I don't, I don't who knows what I know, but, <clears throat> like a lot of the music game is <laughs> yeah. like 
also just the connections you know what i mean being around people like you see so much so much of it here in la like where you're like how is that person working with that person and a lot of times they were just at dinner at the right time or you know it's like sometimes someone that's not as talented as you necessarily is working with some of the artists but it can just be yeah. oh they were roommates with the a and r you know whatever just like the right time yeah. at the right place thing as well you know you never know um yeah, yeah i mean because like you it's crazy you bring that up because like when i met skrillex I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. So right. like at the time, uh, Benzi was working with Skrillex cause Skrillex was opening up for guns and roses. Right. Uh, one, one year. And I remember that cause Benzi sent me a yeah. huge folder. He's like, can you yeah. help me make edits for Skrillex? I was like, what? Yeah. So I tried yeah. doing a bunch of shit. I don't even know what happened to it. I sent it yeah. to him, but yeah. So he, uh, he had to open, he wanted to craft a set more for like you know more edits and stuff for his set right and i just happened to be next to ben at the time he got the the call yeah he's like you want to go i was like sure yeah <laughs> hell yeah i'll go um and yeah and that's how i met skrillex and i just and we ha- we hung out at his uh studio and stuff and we just and i just got to catch the vibe with him and and he's like super nice i don't know if you've ever met skrillex before but he's yeah i randomly met him super nice like i i do this event for zoomies they're like a snowboard skate kind of you know apparel whatever like clothing store they're like a chain like hundreds of them but i do this event for them every year up in keystone colorado and they'll bring crazy artists that like the the kids don't all the people that work for them don't expect them to come and one year they flew skrillex up so like i'm dj and they just have him come out and be like i'm skrillex and like do a crazy set yeah but i met him up there and then ended up up seeing him in the airport and back at lax and he was like the nicest person i've ever met you know he was like so cool he's like the dj and sounded good he was like you know super into the music very genuine super nice i don't know if i've ever seen him or talked to him ever since then but just with that one experience (laughs) i was like this dude's cool as fuck yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, he, for someone that big, like, he doesn't yeah. have to be here sometimes, no. you know, like, some, you know, I've met, I've met bigger, like, up to his status, and they were just complete dicks, but, like, he Same. was super nice, and the fr- craziest thing was, uh, while we were just kind of, you know, brainstorming and how yeah. we do stuff, he's sitting next to me, and his, uh, he has a FaceTime, and I look over, it's, uh, Kanye, Oh my god! And I'm like oh shit! <laughs> and I think at that time, um, it was like the uh, Kanye's album, "The Life of Pablo," came out. So he wanted Skrillex to remix. Uh, I forget the song. I think it's called "Highlights." Yeah, okay. of the Life of Pablo. And he played it like he's like I'm working on it. So he played it over the Facetime for Kanye. Oh Kanye's my god! Like, this is shit's dope. And I was like. <laughs> you're just sitting there like this is incredible yeah i was like crazy and because we were there for like three days and then uh the last day because i I was always weird because i was like how do i uh capture this moment that i'm (laughs) next to like but didn't want to be that guy that like pulls out his phone and like records everything you know like i try to be like super respectful right but like and so i had i remember having this conversation with ben i was like all right this is our last day like one of us got to get something like a proof of whatever. So I saw my chance where, um, like the last few hours we were there, uh, Skrillex is like, do you want me to make a beat? I was like, are you asking me? He's like, yeah. He's like, you, you, he's like, do you want me to make a beat? I was like, sure. Right. So you just like 10 minutes makes like the dopest beat ever. And I remember just, and I pulled out the phone 
and and I just say this is I gotta capture this and then right. he uh he like jumped behind the video and just like going crazy and I was like this is it <laughs> like this Hell is yeah. crazy and so I just like witnessed him just make a beat in like 10 minutes and stuff like that so I was like man that was like a greatest uh greatest thing and and I had a chance to like because he had to play Vegas that night too right so like the the private jet was about to pick us up and stuff but I had to do something else I don't even remember what I had to do. It was probably not even that important. I probably should have stayed. Jesus. You don't even remember it? I know. <laughs> like, I sorry, I can't go on a private honest. jet uh, to Vegas with Skrillex. I, I got to go. <laughs> it was probably something stupid, but uh, <laughs> I I didn't go. And uh, and uh, but, but Ben stayed, and then he was just like, man, we were, I was, that could have been like my first chance of being a private jet and, I know. and be with Skrillex. And like, he had some girls there too, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. Okay, but, uh, then I got to do this. <laughs> I deserve it. I sorry, know. sorry. I know. Um, Could have been blood out, but it was not. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, man. still dope. But but yeah, I mean, yeah. Who knows? You can't take every opportunity. But um, you know, I mean, yeah. it, but it's crazy how the world works and like what you're, what you do, and what is um, almost like happening now with all of this TikTok and mashup and things being yeah. more legal in a way where like the world that we come from everything was getting taken down and it was like you said you can't even find the the uh video for your mashup anymore you know the g unit um one and like um and now it's different like it's like they just licensed the toxic uh britney spears with genuine pony as an official song that's on and it's just a mashup you know and right, um, oh, yeah, right. Like right, Sony yeah. was like, we own both sides. We're gonna turn this into a real mashup. They put it on Spotify. It gets 10 million, 20 million plays, you know. And then the artists are making money. Yeah. And I think all the other labels are realizing, oh, this is a thing. And then TikTok has become this sort of social media place of music discovery and music sharing, which we were never allowed to do on the other ones. We would get taken down. And even TikTok can yeah. get taken down. But I feel like it, it it lends itself way more to the music discovery and the remixing. And, and I feel like that's how that toxic Britney one came out. And that's how all these other new things are coming out. And the things that you're good at maybe, um, might be able to be embraced in a new way now that wasn't able to before, you know what I mean? Cause even I was talking to some A&Rs at, uh, labels that are, trying to tap into that world where they, they want to figure out the mashup thing and putting it together and all that. And I was talking to him yeah. about stuff I know and people that I recommend. I mean, you were like one of the first people I said, I'm like, you got to listen to the, you know, this person, like he <laughs> blows everybody else out because he does something totally different, you know? And they were like, Oh yeah, you know, we know he's dope, but like, it's, um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm trying, I'm pushing you whatever chance I get, I put your name yeah. in there. But, but I mean, I think that who knows, there might be a time opening up right now that never existed yeah. that, that you're, I think as you keep pushing with your stuff, um, it might blow up in a certain way. And I know you're not, I haven't seen you on Twitch very much. And I know on TikTok you're just sort of like sprinkling stuff onto there. Um, yeah. But I do think that if you, you know, keep pushing, who knows, some, some other crazy thing yeah. might happen that you're like, I didn't anticipate this. And maybe they'll be able to yeah. license your mashups or remixes in a whole different way now or something. It worked out, uh, 
with Austin Mills. Uh, okay. He, he, uh, cause he, he has a bunch of those beat videos and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I love them. Like, and he puts them out. I play them live sometimes. Some yeah. of his remixes. Yeah. They're great. So uh, he recently, uh, I guess one of his, uh, Mariah Carey, um, yeah, remixes or whatever. He, okay. It blew up. It blew up on TikTok, and Sony cleared it. Oh, amazing! So it, I think it, I think it's coming out to, um, soon. Or I think Friday or something like that. So, oh, crazy! Um, so it, it it's definitely the doors are open. That's you what know, I'm saying. I feel it. like it's a new thing, and like it's almost like like look, I had been deep when you're saying the quitting and they're not knowing what to do. I mean, I remember being ten years into DJing and just going, what am i doing like i can't make more than 150 to 300 bucks a week like i'm working a job all day i'm djing all night i gotta stop this like what's the point i'm gonna become a music supervisor i'm gonna try to do something else with music but but whatever and then like i got like i won this contest where mark ronson was like you made the best mixtape and i got to go on tour with him and like my whole life changed um but it was the same kind of thing where you're like am i gonna quit and then every but but then all the like 10 years of work you had put into that moment then you get this opportunity and everything explodes you know like some yeah i don't yeah. know you know like like a flame yeah. hitting gasoline or something and i feel like that's a lot of the you've been putting in so much work for so long and you have so much dope stuff out there and you continue to do it that who knows i'm hoping that this time where everything's converging could be that like yeah. time for you as well because i mean you deserve People know who you are and people do respect you, but I feel like you deserve to even really go higher, you know? And I I feel like for as long as you've been doing it, it's in a way I I hope and I think it's only the beginning for you because you have so much inside of you to give and you've given it to all of us DJs and the people that have heard it and the amazing people. But like, I don't know, you're going to do so much more dope shit. (laughs) I know it. it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like excited to see, you know, what happens and, and uh yeah stuff like that um and uh i mean that's not the end of the interview but that's you know just how i feel about your <laughs> your career yeah, I, mean, um, I, I i i try not to uh stress myself over that you know i try yeah. not to overthink it too much you know of course it, a lot of a lot of my success of as far as like certain certain the um certain songs that got kind of go viral or whatever their favorites yeah you know they just kind of kind of happen by accident so, yeah. you know, I just got to, you know, things, the universe has to like connect the dots and totally. stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I agree. You got to be, got to be patient. Yeah. You got to be patient and just do what you love and put in the work. Um, yeah. what, what are, do you produce everything in Ableton? I'm just guessing, but is that, yeah, everything's on Ableton. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot easier for me. Yeah. And what, um, are there like I've noticed that there's like in the graphic design world, which you know about, um, also is like there's that new thing, Doll E, that everyone's talking about. Have you seen that thing? Like it's like an oh, AI, it's like artificial intelligence graphic designer, and you have to apply to like be a part of it. And I've been seeing everybody posting videos and pictures, and like you get accepted, and then you can type in whatever you want, like an astronaut riding a horse in a surrealist oh, yes, paint. I did see that. And then, yeah. like, it pumps out all this I stuff. I did see that. It's insane. Like, I'm like, yo, this is nuts. Like, I feel bad for graphic designers, you know. But <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I've also I was trying, been yeah. picturing, yeah. like, 
they have to have this with music. Like I've been talking about it forever. Like there has to, eventually there'll oh, be they do. like artificial intelligence musicians, right? It, is that something yeah. like no, that you've do. experienced? They do. Okay. There's, they do. There's like um, plugins for I've, that. Yeah. I forget the name of it, but uh, I don't know if it's fully out, but it's, it's coming. It's and coming it's for a, sure. It's, right? it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's already, you know, in progress, like people are making them because, you know, already right now, I'm just, you know, with the like acapellas and stuff. Yeah. You, like you can get back in the day. It was so hard to get acapellas. So now hard. they got these AI generators, you know, splitter type things that can, and the quality is amazing. It's like it's so probably the good. best. I just did a, like a, you know, edit of the new Beyonce song and like, I had a, I made a horrible acapella, and then my friend had a membership or pays for that other one, the la 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 or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "No, yeah. watch this." Sends me that. I'm like, "Yo, this is like impeccable. <laughs> like this is like sounds real yeah. for the most part. I couldn't believe it." Yeah. Uh, and then I put yeah, that man. over it. And I'm like, "You just changed my whole shit. I actually could put this out now." Um, so that yeah. was insane, and I can just picture it getting just nuts. You know, like you could train an AI guitar player by feeding it music you yeah. like, and then it knows how to jam with you, and it only knows about yeah. like funk music or you know who knows. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Just, there's an ex- it's just there's an extent to it, right? You're like the AI can only generate whatever was fed into right. making that AI, right? So you know, it's not going to probably sound the greatest. Like it might have like yeah, you know, it won't have like. Uh, a swing to the drums or right. anything or something that has like grooved it might be all like robotic but you know the elements are there like the foundation is there so you can take that use it as an idea yeah and then and then just run away with it you know type of thing but yeah it, it's scary now man like just <laughs> this future bro I know you gotta nuts. keep up yeah exactly I know I mean I guess that's why you're the producer so you could you control the AI just like it would be a, a player that you brought in a studio musician that also can't do the swing yeah. or doesn't know what you're saying or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, all right. Well, let, uh, I, so I asked the internet, the good old internet, uh, if they had, uh, the any scary, questions the for scary you, internet. <laughs> the scary internet. And, uh, some people, you know, you got a lot of fans out there. Everyone loves your stuff. And, uh, some people ask questions. I actually will full disclosure. I did not have time to read them. So if any of them are stupid, oh. and we just want to skip it. Well, I'll just read them off. You can answer. <laughs> or if we've already talked about it, we can go forward. But, uh, you know, we got some good listeners of the podcast. So um, let's see. It looks like DJ Greg P has asked a couple questions, some technical stuff and some other. He asked, uh, are you doing anything to protect your hearing? I don't know how much you play out, but are you uh, wearing earplugs, Uh, in-ears, any of that stuff? um, Well, when I was heavily traveling and being in these loud clubs i wore was wearing earplugs and stuff but i don't really go out as much anymore so (laughs) but as far as like studio stuff um i try to listen to things on a lower right volume and and uh not so because you know everything sounds great when you blast it of course so when you go, I go in the studio so, with people yeah. like, check out my beat. And it's like my hair's like, going wow. back in my face. I'm like in the Maxell commercial. I'm like, yo, son, yeah. I can't even hear this shit at this point. Like it's yeah. so fucking loud. And, and plus, since I'm, I'm mixing a lot of my songs, you know, on my own. So I've 
learn to just you know control the volume and, and uh because i have this uh this plugin called uh it's from sonar works i think they changed the name but it changed it changes the eq curve on your headphones so uh, like you can get like a more flat um you know audio and stuff like that so right. it's, it's great when you when you do mixes and stuff so you nice. don't get uh uh, you know, tricked on the on whatever headphones you're wearing. So right. there's like an option called a. It's just like a, a kind of like a ceiling curve where it doesn't like the volume doesn't go beyond uh, loudness and stuff. So it just keeps it at a nice level. Yeah, I usually have that on, and so it's not super loud. And if I want to just blast it, I'll just blast it off the the speakers and whatnot. But right, most right. of the time, I'm mixing out of headphones anyway. So, but yeah, take breaks, take them out. But when I was going out, yeah, I would wear earplugs for sure because some some places used to have oh these boots God. like cranking. Yeah, no, <laughs> like I recommend. Yeah, my ears are like done, like ringing nonstop. Like they've been, my ears have been ringing for over ten years, like never stopped. And I'm like, if I could yeah. tell anyone, like you do not want this. Trust me, like wear earplugs. Yeah, it's bad. And any quiet place is sucks <laughs> for me now because it's just like ah, yeah. I'm like. All right, I'm just, yeah. at least I know I'm alive or something. That's what I think about it like. <laughs> but it's, crazy. Yeah, don't, uh, you know, protect your ears, kids. Um, all right, he also <laughs> asked, what is your computer set up? What kind, what year, what memory? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, What's your RAM, bro? <laughs> I got a MacBook Pro 2000, I think I want to say 18, 2018. Okay. Um, I think it has, uh, I don't know, 32 gig of Ram, I think, or something, nice. uh, whatever the highest spec at the time, yeah. that, whatever the highest, the most expensive one of 2018, <laughs> because right now it's probably super old compared to whatever's out now. So I know. And the, and, and the fan on this computer is, is, is shit. Cause it's like, it's, it sounds like it's going to already take off or something. Me too. You know? I got, I'm, like we're recording now. It. Yeah. On 2019 <laughs> and my shit's like, I'm like, yeah. yo, live streaming and yeah. it's too much. Um, okay. Good to know. Um, all right. Cheeseburgers, cheeseburger sandals has written in, um, that, nice. that, that does not sound comfortable <laughs> or appetizing. Um, what song really, really needs to be remastered? Oh, uh, it needs to be really massive. Put put you I on the two spot. Songs. <laughs> okay, yeah. I got two songs because I, I've mentioned this before. Oh, okay. If you follow my Twitter, I've, I've mentioned this before. One is Beyonce Crazy in Love. <laughs> yeah. That, the mix on that song is, is shit. I wonder why. Uh, is it because, like maybe because it was a sample and also because it's so much mid-range, like with the horns and the... Yeah. It, there's like so much of the same frequency from their voices, the horns, and it's just like a wall of sound to your face. Yeah. Like it still works like, in I the club, it, but you're right. Yeah, I, I don't know if it it was intentionally done by that just just to get that sound because that was like that DC go go sound. But right, it, it's just bad. Like yeah. and, and if you're a DJ, you've played that in the club. You, you you compare that to whatever song you played before that. It just 
everything's flat. No, so, I used to do like even in the vinyl days. I remember like I would I would have Crazy <laughs> Love, and then I would mix in uh, Little John Get Low. But I had like double, so I would use the instrumental yeah. of Get Low, and I'd put it under this one part in Crazy in Love, and I would take the bass out of Crazy in Love, and it would always yeah. make it sound so much doper when I would take the bass out, and the Little John <laughs> 808 would come in because Little John has the most minimal production in the world, and this was the most too much product you know and it would make yeah. crazy in love sound dope for that part and people would be dancing even harder and i remember being yeah. like damn like that's just an example yeah. of what you're saying yeah, yeah. so true and uh and the other i would and i would say the other song just for like personal reasons because I, I listened to it in, in, in the gym yeah uh, <laughs> uh is uh biggie victory Oh. The vocals are so low in that song, especially the intro of it. It's just really badly mixed or whatever. But those are the only two that I would say. Right. Okay. <laughs> Good like choices. Oh, my God. And then we were on Twitter earlier this morning with uh, Trey's and all these different people mm. <laughs> talking about this new Beyonce oh, yeah. song and the whole, yeah. why is she paying the writer? Is she even paying the writer? Yeah, why I is don't- she paying? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, first of all, it's hard to have discussions on Twitter because they're like super quick and you can't tell if people are like serious or mad or happy or what's happening. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just going off a video I saw, you know, but I I don't know. I mean, I, my, at, at, at this day, you know, with the knowledge I have, which is very minimal, like my thought was the whole blurred lines, you know, Pharrell, Marvin Gaye where they're just like look everybody's gonna you know every DJ when it came out was like oh it sounds like show me love even though now every DJ is going it's not show me love she just used the preset you know but if yeah, she had yeah, yeah. if they hadn't have acknowledged it everybody would have been like on the other side I feel like oh it's show me love and they're not even they just yeah. ripped it off and they're not saying anything and now they're paying for it and everyone's like why are they paying that's a rip off on the other side but I think they're just acknowledging they're showing love. You know what I mean? They're like, here you go. Well, you're, yeah. you're part of this. We obviously couldn't have made this sound without you, even though it's different. And also maybe preempting the potential lawsuit that could come from the whole blurred lines thing. That's my ignorant That's guess. It's crazy, though. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I, I can name a million songs with that same preset. And even like, you know, current day, like DJ Mustard used that sound on a bunch of his... Uh, Right, uh, rap songs like with Chris Brown and like the Kid Ink, like all those right. type of songs, they're all in there. So yeah, it's Ty, just a the tempo. Sage the Gemini has a song where it's yeah. the exact sound. But I mean, I think that this one is so reminiscent of Show Me Love, and it's Beyonce where anything she does, the entire earth. Do you like the song? Um, I don't even know yet. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's like coming so fast. I actually. I, I took the Gigamesh remix of uh, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Michael Jackson, and I chopped it up to make okay. it like an instrumental, and I put her over it. And to me, it sounds doper like that. It's way funkier, and I'm like, I'm going to play this one. It's not I, – I don't think it's bad. I think it's dope. I mean, I, I like it. Uh, I don't know. It's only been out a few days. I can't tell what I like anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I definitely played it for my family and my son was like, can you put on just like a song, like a real song with <laughs> words that we want to like hear? And I was like, oh God. And then my wife's wow. like, I don't like this. And I was like, okay. So initial reaction in my house yeah. was not, uh, 
you know, the top song, but no offense, Beehive, don't kill me. I, I mean, you know, but, um, but I mean, it's obviously it's super high quality. Everybody involved is amazing and it's dope, but, um, I don't know. I've never played it out. I, it's only been out for like three days or four days. So I've, I haven't played it out yet. I don't yeah. know the reaction. Um, it, it's funny because uh, yeah. it, it's like you said, like, or I don't know if you said, but like we used to hear, I don't know, like back in the day, open format stuff, like we would hear the, they would call it like the Euro remix or, you know, it'd be like some like house yeah, music remix yeah. back in the day of a song or of a Neptune song or whatever. And we'd be like, you know, we don't play that. And it was like some cheesy overproduced house song from London right, right, or, right. or the, or Europe. And we were like, this is, what is this crap? Like, and it's funny because now some of the new stuff, people are like, yes, it's that 90s house sound. I'm like, I think we hated that when we, <laughs> it sounded yeah. overproduced and cheesy. So I don't think, why are we acting like we all liked it now? You know, just because we oh, like bro. Show Me Love and it worked for us in open format clubs. I don't even think our kind of DJs liked Show Me Love back in the day. We're all acting like we did. Yeah. I don't know. So it's a, a mix it's of just emotions. The term, how, the term house music this right. whole week, it's just... I'm so tired of the oh, talk. Like so every, tired of it's it. It's like everyone became like an expert, like a house, yeah, a house music expert, right? And most of these people probably don't even listen to the no. the house music, and then and then when you have like a you know Drake doing it, everyone's like, oh, this is revolutionary. Like right. no one's done this before. I'm like, oh my god. He <laughs> also mean, nice always has. It, he has too close. He has. Passion Fruit, on every album, Drake has one or two songs like that that I always yeah. play that are in the 118 BPM. Maybe some will be a little more Afro House, yeah. Afro Beat influence. He's been doing it forever. Like Everybody's acting like the whole world is changing. Yeah. And, you know, We've been taken over by a new sound of the earth. It's like she probably isn't going to come out with any other songs that sound like this. People are like, welcome to the song of the summer, house music, here we go. It's like... All right, and Drake's for, allowed for, to experiment. From hear, yeah, from what I hear, uh, I have I have a little I have little sources. Okay, but from what I hear, her uh, her album is all house music. That's, that's what I hear. Interesting. Well, people can you do know, whatever they want. That's what I. Hear. <laughs> that's what I think. It's, it's crazy, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it, but also it, remember, it, girls it, run the world. Like everyone's act like yeah, it was like it was um yeah. I mean that was Diplo produced an Afrojack sampled song. It was electro house yeah. or what? I don't know the genre, but it was the same shit we were playing yeah. in Vegas to make that while Avicii was a resident. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like Afrojack type shit. Like the the only I won't say problem, but like the only thing I have I feel weird about the Beyonce song is. Uh, Cause you know how usually like the weekend did it well, where he took a retro sound that we've always heard before, but yeah. they kind of made it fresh, like a little bit used to the, the essence was there, yes. but it, it, you know, the production was a little bit more upscale. This yeah. one, it sounds like they literally took the beat from the nineties and then they just wrote something current on it. it that's just kind of what it sounds to me. So that's why I yes. feel like the production of it, it's just, it's almost mm, like it's from a movie, you know? like where they were like, we're going to recreate the sound of the nineties and it's in a movie yeah. and the weekend sounds vint sounds futuristic, original and new mixed with the vintage sound. And yes, someone can pick right. out the sample from the weekend, 
but they flipped it in such a way where it's just all new. And then he did the crazy thing with his look and just the whole thing. She's just, you're right. She's Beyonce. She's coming out with this sound and it's just influenced by something else. And that's probably why they paid the writers and the sound, you know, and then now everyone's arguing about, well, Stonebridge didn't get the credit and he's the one that used the M one and the other people didn't. And it's turning into this whole fight of who, who, I mean, okay, so now let's fight out who created the patch on the M1. You know what I mean? I know. Did, did so like Corey get a 72 year old guy, right? I was watching, you know, daytime television, like, I created that, you know? Or maybe <laughs> no. because they use that patch and it has multiple frequencies of bass and highs and lows, and that creates makes it a sound. And who yeah. knows? I don't know. It's crazy. The debate rages on. Um, but yes, it's so annoying. Twitter is just, I love Twitter and I hate it sometimes because I just, I'm like, I don't want, like, what the hell are you guys talking about? You know, they're just like arguing about yeah. the dumbest shit that does not make sense. Everyone's acting like an expert. And at the end of the day, we're deep. Everyone's human. There's no specific set in stone genres it's all just music. There's an infinite amount yeah. of music that will never end. You know, some stuff's going to sound like other stuff. And we love all kinds of stuff. And we're just going to play it or not yeah. play it, you know. And the Drake stuff, like deep, it's like yeah. it's all over the place, you know. But, like, even, like, the, you know, DJ Twitter is always yeah. fun to see, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're still playing this song in right. 2022, you're a loser. Like, you know, it's shit like that. But, right. uh yeah, yeah. It, it can get really annoying. Really like annoying. Mute, mute I don't listen to words. any of it. I'm just like, <laughs> yo, I. everywhere I am is a specific different situation and calls for a different specific kind of set and, and song and, and remix of a song and blend and whatever. So yeah. I just adjust it. I'm a DJ. I look at the crowd and I do my thing. I'm not going to be like, oh, shit, Twitter told me this song is played out or to bring this back yeah. or, you know, whatever. Yeah, because somebody, I remember somebody tweeted me, uh, Some this guy was like, he had a, like, a conversation with his friend yeah. that said uh, uh, that my Scissor remix was too fast compared to the original. Right. Right. And, and his friend's like, I don't, I don't, I forget the exact tweet, but something like, you know, they had a debate about like, is it too fast to play out in the club? I was like, why does it matter? I saw, <laughs> like, I saw that whole debate and I was you don't like, want to play, don't play it. I don't know who it was, but I was like, shut <laughs> I was, up. This is a conversation. <laughs> also, you know, what's really cool is that on like CDJs and turntables, they have this part where you can slow down and speed it up. <laughs> so it's amazing yeah. that you could yeah. actually play it and slow it down if you want. You know what I mean? It's like, like the yeah. Beyonce is one fifteen. I put it over a song that's usually faster and then I slowed it down and it sounds cool. And then I thought about when I play live, maybe I'll speed this up to one twenty, or maybe I'll slow it down. Who cares? Like yeah. you can do whatever you want. If it's working in the club or if it's working at the party or whatever you're doing, then yeah, that's the answer. The only answer you need, you know. <laughs> I'm going to flip that song and make it more. Uh, the Beyonce? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, you're going to kill it, whatever you do. <laughs> I'm trying to flip it for more of like something that I would put. Because that original, I wouldn't see myself playing anywhere. <laughs> so like, I, I know. Wanna, if I want to really play that song, let me play a version of mine. 
Right. Well, that's why I made that blend. Like, like, I made, I'll send it to you after. Like, to me, I made the blend. I was yeah. listening in my room and I'm in my car and I'm like, okay, I would play this at like, I think people would dance to this. You know what I mean? It depends what kind of spot, yeah. not like a big Vegas club, but it gave it a different feeling for me. It's just my opinion, everyone. Everyone has their own opinion. But like, that's <laughs> what I thought, yeah. you know? And I agree. I don't know if I would play the other one. Um, the way it is, you know, maybe I'll try it out and see, you know, but, but it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. It sounds very, it's very produced. If that makes sense. It's very, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, move on from Beyonce before we get killed. Like the road podcast. Um, they were getting attacked oh, by the beehive yeah. I saw that. <laughs> for their Amory, yeah, uh, comparison. Smart. Oh my God. That was crazy. Um, all right, we let's you, see. We love you, Beehive. Yes, Beehive. We love you so much. Even people call you Bayhive. I don't know why, but uh, it's like they spell out. <laughs> I'm like, her name's not Beyonce. I don't think it's Bayhive, people, but um, <laughs> you can answer us, Beehive. Um, all right, let's see. So we got the remastered songs. We got Bossa Nova, DJ Bossa Nova, with a couple questions. He wanted to know your musical background. Um, kind of told us about that, but I don't know if there's anything else you want to add in there. Uh, yeah, I think I covered that. Okay, covered already. it. On to the <laughs> yeah. next. There's more. Um, he said, do you find instrumentals first and then dope vocals? Hmm. I don't know what that means. Good totally, question. But yeah, like I guess uh, when you're doing the blends and stuff. Uh yeah. I mean, I guess if we're talking about like blends and stuff, um, there's really no order. I think. Uh, I th- actually, when I think about it, if uh, maybe the vocal comes first in mind, and then um, then I can go find a beat for it. Right. You know, just look through the keys. I think that's easier. But you know, it could work the other way around. But I think most. Most of the time, it's just if I hear a song, you know, for instance, Beyonce, and be like, "Oh, I like the vocals, but I don't like the beat." Right? And then you know, you know we'll just do. swap it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or let me just make my own beat. You know, just like that. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what uh, he also asked, "What is your edit?" Oh, 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 making his edit question. Oh, what is your process for making your edits? I mean, you kind of just answered um, it, but yeah. not anything else. I can move um, on. Yeah, I just uh, I use Serato as my library. Okay. Um, throwing throwing all my songs in there. I've I've just accumulated so many instrumentals and acapellas, and then now that I can make new instrumentals and acapellas yeah. with these uh, AI stuff, it's like I could do anything now. So yeah, I just use that use a lot of mix and key i use and then i use ableton and get to work right and do you have any <laughs> of the ai ones you recommend or are you keeping those under wraps or like the one i said or um i don't have anything in particular because i don't i don't really use the you know whatever ai music thing that's coming but there is a there is a program uh a, a vst that it's like a bass plugin okay and it's called uh easy bass all right and this thing is crazy you just gotta feed it uh midi file like um if you do like a chord progression and stuff right and if you got the midi file just load it in there and it'll do like a out of like different type of stylings and stuff like that you can uh really get like a nice groove like of a, of a bass line stuff wow i use it one other i think one time for like one of crazy one of like edits that i did or whatever 
but it's crazy because it it's like having someone that's like a bass player like in your session just like you know like doing wow. like these like articulate stuff it can get a little too much because like right you, know, you might overdo it with in the yeah. track but but you can edit the midi notes after right yeah you can edit everything and there's different stylings of you know jazz or like soul and stuff like that or even wow. like country and like or folk like there's all different stylings of it whatever but when you really listen to bass lines in modern music they're all the same really yeah. you know it's just like it doesn't really uh it doesn't have to be that intricate unless like you're trying to do something like crazy right like jazz stuff but right know. right doing that ai jazz um <laughs> that's crazy um and um shit i had one other question off that but i forgot um the um yeah i don't remember something with the ai bass uh i lost my train of thought but yeah he uh all right so oh and the ai stuff but what about for the ai acapellas is there ones that you go to for that Oh, I strictly go to the, was it the LA, LA? Yeah, AI, that's, I don't know how you say whatever. it. Yeah, la, la, la. In my years of like testing different types of, you know, I think there was like a thing called Splitter at the time before that. And then there was like, I know Isotope came out with their own thing where it was like part of like this bigger type of program. Right. Um, But every quality was kind of the same until this La 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 came out. It's crazy. And I know this one is like you got to pay for it, but it's super useful. I would. It's definitely worth it. And I I think at the time when I signed up, I was lucky enough they were giving out like free minutes. So like they gave me like a shitload of minutes. So then, you know, now I just try to use them up you deserve like a free and, account uh, you just like be like look this is what's possible okay <laughs> look what i've I'm done i'm a plug right now yeah so come I, on I, you know it's funny they, they're Hit doing like a referral thing i should throw up my yeah uh, you're like yo i got like, scissor hitting me up all kinds of people yeah. <laughs> use your shit come on yeah. um yeah, i saw spotify like one. spotify came out with some open source thing that'll take the parts and turn it into midi files for you oh now. yes i did see that i did see that that know. seems pretty dope and i, I saw some it. people saying like yo well, ableton already does that i'm like yeah but you have to pay so much nah. money for ableton too you know well, i tried it i tried it is it better it does it it's better than ableton wow because the ableton one is not that good like it's cool but you need to adjust yeah. the shit out of it because afterwards. i i usually do it with uh with melodyne right okay which is uh it, it's a it's another plugin that you know it's usually used for like vocals like you know so you can get pitch pitch correct uh your vocals and stuff and but this one you know melodyne can if you feed it like an audio it can get the chords for you and oh, it's okay. pretty accurate um i would say that's probably the top tier but the spotify one wow that's super legit i Damn. think it's i, gotta, I think it's better than i gotta Ableton. try that out i wonder why they did and that and it's free yeah, I don't know why they did that. That's crazy. <laughs> like, they who motivated? What was the motivation? I mean, maybe they just want more and more people to do like covers because I feel like they get a good amount of. Like, I see all these lo-fi producers making cover songs, and then they go to DistroKid, yeah. and they can just get the license like instantly, put it up, and then it yeah. splits it out easily for them. So maybe they want more yeah. of that going on, and maybe it's a good business for them because in a way, it's like, like yeah. in between having to pay these huge artists. 
and maybe they get a better deal from the cover thing and then they're trying to do yeah. their podcast world and Spotify's all over the place. I mean, it's so crazy. I don't even know what to use it for anymore. Like besides, you know, <laughs> like I'm like, I listen to music, but then I'm like, do I use it for podcasts or they're, they're doing yeah. so much. Um, all right, let's see. Yo, Yoli wrote in. She wanted to know, well, she asked about twerk. We already answered that. And she asked, um, what got you into producing? Um, uh, yeah, I would say the Neptunes, like the guys behind here. Oh, those guys <laughs> uh, are pretty good. Yeah, that poster is super dope. So, yeah, the, the Neptunes got me into music. I, I mean, well, at least the music production. Um, right. I've, I've just, during that time of like uh, watching music videos in like TRL days and like the early 2000s, watching countdowns and then their songs would just pop up on on you know the countdowns and i would just kind of look up because at that time i was really looking into like credits of songs right and i was looking them up and i was like neptunes like who are the neptunes and then (laughs) and then i would just like piece everything together and i was like oh man they did that jay-z song they did this britney spears song yeah and they were like doing nsync and like justin and 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 i think the uh justin timberlake album because at that time i was kind of like a up, you know, I used to like pop bands and like the NSYNC, you know, like they were like super catchy to me. It was like really, it was like a guilty pleasure type of uh, like liking of these pop bands. So I right. was like really into like NSYNC and stuff. So like when they did Girlfriend, I was like, this is this is a smash. Like I love this song. Then I found out when Justin became solo, and then then I heard Neptunes are producing half of the album, and then Timbaland. I was like, oh, I gotta get this album, and I religiously listened to that album front to back like for years and i still do and i usually just go back to it and and i just listen to that uh you know their production and then i was listening to uh you know nerd in search of that was like kind of the the album that kind of changed everything for me just like looking into music i was like this is what i want to do yeah um and um i've told this story before but like just the uh knowing that pharrell and then chad which was a filipino and i was like and i'm filipino so i was like man if he can do it, I think I can do it too. Cause I've ne- at that time, I never saw anybody that looked like me right. as far as like in the music with, you know? Yeah. And even to this day, there's not many, you know, not no. that it's like a vocal front, you know? So just to see that. And I was like, man, I, I would love to do that. And then to fast forward to now, not that I'm like big as Chad Hugo, but like I've traveled around the world and people came up to me and it says, Hey, like I'm Filipino too. And I love what you do because I want to be like you. And I was like, cool that's amazing that's how i got it yeah you passed on the the exact same thing to other people i mean you're birthing the next version of you you know whether you know it or not yeah that's amazing yes so just they just seeing that from the neptunes and and then i dig their music because they were so different uh especially in that world during that time when there was like what the the era of like super producers right like you got the timberlands and of Swiss beats like Dr. Dre's everyone had their distinct sound and you knew right off the bat who was who and when the Neptunes came out I was like I, it's so like weird sounds but they make it work yeah and like they had these cat and then these like the writings and like the bridges of their songs it was just it was infectious to me so I yeah. was like man I gotta keep analyzing it so that's that's why I, I'm always standing over them you know yeah <laughs> So amazing that's, that's how that's why i do music is have you like, ever like had any interaction or connection with uh chad hugo or anyone pharrell anyone the neptunes 
Uh, not direct. Um, I know people that do know uh, that because I know some people from Virginia right. uh, that know. Yeah, because Ch- I know Chad still lives there, so I know people that know him. Yeah. Um, years ago, I almost met him. Or from what I, the thing is, I, I I had a gig in Virginia, and uh, the people that set up the party, they're like friends with Chad. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys, one of the guys is like, "Man, Chad might come out tonight." And I was like, "No fucking way!" <laughs> I was like, Are "You kidding me?" So like they told me earlier in the day and I was like hyped and he's like, it's like, yeah, he might show up. And uh, I remember just playing, but he didn't end up, you know, long right. story was short, it a Neptune's party or just like a, no, it was, just, it was just like a, just, you know, me playing right. whatever I want. Type Does of anyone thing. do, so, someone uh, should do an all Neptune's party, like, and have you and spite attack and like, there, all- actually, there, yeah, there is a bunch, um, I know they do. I got invited to one in Virginia. Oh, okay. Um, it just didn't work out tight. or whatever. But right. But they they've done different. Uh, I've seen a bunch of events or whatever. Okay. Um, I know like I know they just had a uh, Pharrell just had his own festival. The uh, right something in the water. Yeah. And I had a bunch of people hit me up. They're like, man, why aren't you playing this? I was like, right. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't invited. Uh, yeah. Oh, you got to connect but, with them somehow. There. I mean, I yeah. feel like if they heard your stuff, they would be they would love it. Yeah, from from what I hear, uh, Chad has heard some of the the uh, the edit, the, you know, the edit packs or whatever, because I'm sure um, some of the people that support me they play it and they just happen to be there. But yeah, I mean, one day I don't even know what would, I would say, you know, because there's a I know there's that thing where you know they say like don't meet your like never meet your idols right. and stuff because you know you never know. And I'm always always afraid. I'm like, oh man, they could be like assholes or whatever or am i i might i get rubbed nah, the wrong way so. type of thing but uh no they both seem yeah, cool yeah, as I'd, fuck like i've i've had my own weird interactions with them where they don't know who i am i don't think but like i've like <laughs> yeah. right pre-pandemic um i got hit to dj uh what was it like golden globes or oscars or one like award show oh, sure. thing for uh netflix yeah. and it was after the after party like they had like the after party and then they were like we want you to come they literally hit me hours before it started they were like the head of netflix is gonna throw their own after party at this super private club in hollywood and it's like even like you know it's like super membership whatever you nobody can have a camera and know where it is and all this stuff and i'm like all right and like i show up they're like hardly anyone's gonna be there and i remember um I just was like, I don't know what to play. I'm just going to play whatever. Just wing it. Benzy style. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm going all twerk. Um, no, but so yeah. then I started DJing, you know, and I'm in an empty room. And uh, uh, two people come in and, like, I couldn't see them, though. And they were dressed, like, kind of crazy, but, like, cool. And... Um, I'm like just DJing, just playing like new stuff and old stuff and just trying to get whoever's in the room for like their head to bob. You know, and I see those two people and then I see like Aziz Ansari walk in and then like the head of Netflix nice. and his wife yeah. come in and I'm like, all right, there's like six people. And then like a couple other like Adam Driver, like random celebrities. And I look and the two people that were there in the from the beginning, it was Pharrell and his wife. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, so then oh. I noticed it's them. and I'm like, all right, I got to make like their head bob or something because there was no like dancing. We yeah. were just in a tiny room like so small so it's so intimate and i'm like what would he want to hear that's dope that's new and old and i probably played yeah. some of your shit i'm like busting out any dope 
remixes and future beats and, and this was like 2020 yeah, yeah, yeah. january 2020 was right before the pandemic but i remember just looking over at him like is he mobbing his head like is his yeah. wife into it and they kind of seemed into it i don't know i never talked to him i was like hoping he'd walk by like good job buddy but like nothing yeah <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> just um, nod. yeah and then also like i used to live super close to samantha ronson and we would just like nice yeah work on music like just for fun just do remixes and she was like oh let's remix it was like one of my brother's songs like a mark ronson song we were working on it and doing staying up all late and i really didn't know what i was doing at that point like i kind of knew ableton but i was just messing around and we we're learning stuff and then i come back and she's like all right i got chad hugo to work on the remix with us i'm like what i was like no i don't want him to wow. hear this like it sounds horrible you know and she's like it's all good <laughs> i ended up having to meet him and like i felt so weird and like it was like you said like i felt like we're listening to the worst thing ever and i'm like i don't even know what to say to this guy <laughs> he ended up being like the yeah. nicest person ever i don't even know what happened with that remix it's like somewhere on someone's computer with like everybody did their <laughs> one little weird part to it and it never came out yeah. but um yeah those were my little interactions with them but i've had nice. no no real connection yeah. but same kind of like i love you guys but don't know what to say or play around you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i feel like you would one day you'll connect with them i feel like yeah, you guys day. could make some really dope shit together um all right yeah. let's uh let's see what else we got i don't want to keep you too long um we got rate wonder just wrote you a nice comment he said hi eccentric not a question just a comment please never stop making edits thank you so rate wonder got dope, you dope dj we got you uh rainbow clock a rainbow o'clock rainbow o'clock what plugins does he use for his bass and what is his chain on the bus and when Lambo? <laughs> Damn. Got like crypto lingo in there and very specific oh questions. <laughs> Answer whatever you want. Uh, you don't need to do the whole thing if you don't want. Uh no bass plugin. I use uh I started I usually use like just one shot like basses, like eight oh eights and stuff. And then you just play it. I've been using Yeah. But uh the reason I've been using this uh bass plugin called it's sub lab. So it's just built-in bass uh okay sub lab whatever so it's great and then you can like manipulate the uh you know 808s or whatever bass sounds and then oh um, it's really detailed yeah um and what he said like the master chain uh, uh i don't I, chain on the bus <laughs> oh so you probably want yeah it's like a and that's like a common question, I guess, like amongst producers, like what do right. you put on your master to make your songs good? But I don't really, I used to do a lot and I think that's why the songs sound like shit back then. <laughs> but now I'm just like very limited on what I put on there. Right. Um, so I, I use a lot of the stock Ableton stuff like glue compressor and, and use like a lot of the fab filter and like limiters and stuff. But I do a lot of the heavy loading in the mix. So, right clipping i do a lot of clipping sounds and stuff like that so i can make it like louder and okay dis like nice uh, distorted but not so like and you do that pre-master pre so that you get the best sound possible and then if you want to add anything master you can yeah so like i do most of the the heavy duty work inside of like each track and like right. you do the eqs and stuff or if i need a little compression whatever but you know i'm not dealing with super amount of like tracks anyway because i'm not yeah. making like these big 
<laughs> you know, movie scores or something right. like that. It's like mostly, mo- most of my elements are from drums, just the bass, maybe a sample, or maybe I'm playing out the, the chords or whatever. But the less is more for me, I think, you know, I don't, uh, I try not to overdo certain things. And like, that's why you're saying earlier with the twerk stuff, it's like, it's playable, like see songs are playable and not being like overdone and not yeah. doing too much and stuff. So I always kept it like that. That was, you know, what is that? Like, keep it simple, stupid. I always try <laughs> to keep it like that. Yeah. Not, uh, no, because I, I always hear these other producers and I would love to do all these like weird, what they do is like bass glides and like the stereo image, yeah. and, like the hi-hats going like left and right and like all this stuff. And, you know, I'll do that sometimes, but as like a average listener, you know, some people don't even want to hear that type of stuff, you know? Right. So, you know, I just do it tastefully I, here and there. If you can, if you can spot it out in, in some of my stuff, that's an A plus to me. Cause I was like, Oh, you noticed type of thing. But right. yeah, I try not to do too much as far as mastering and chain and, and mixing and stuff. So right. just keep it simple. All right. So less is more, like you said, um, keep it simple, stupid. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Okay, two more, and then uh, you know, then we'll do some last words. Get out of here. But DJ Rio Soul, he asked, "What is how is your creative process when making remixes? You have fire remixes. Um, you kind of explain that, but if you got anything else you want to add, or we can move on." Yeah, I, I, I think I brushed up. Yeah, a lot of that already. Yeah. Okay, and then one more production question from the Gregory Music: Tips for knocking drums. Um, like I said before, you got to use a, a soft clipper. Okay. I, I would probably recommend, uh, there's a plugin called K clip. Okay. Uh, you can, if you use Ableton, you can also use, uh, in the glue compressor, there's like a, a button on the side. It says soft. So that makes it, okay. you can, that can turn it into a soft clipper. So essentially what it does is just, you know, it, uh, makes the things louder but not so to the point where it distorts it just it like chops off pretty right. much the the waveform of, of whatever sound you put in there right and that's how you can get a lot of the sounds really loud to the point um where it's like you can get really aggressive with it but um you can do it tastefully where it's transparent and you don't notice it type of yeah. thing so that's how i get a lot of um the drums to really sit well and, and be loud and stuff you could also use this old, uh, I know Decap has his own. Uh, I was about to say, I'm like, he literally has a plugin called Drums That Knock. <laughs> yeah. So you can use that. But it, it, even if you just use his drums, they're already, like right out the box, oh, they're yeah. already loud. So, That's the like, thing. A lot of times. Yeah. Like back in the day, we used to have to find a drum and put it into a sampler, do so many things. And like you said, you're using SoundForge or whatever, random mass programs on a PC. Yeah. Now, Everybody has made the best sound you could possibly get. If you download a sound from Oliver or Decap or any of these people from yeah. Splice, it's perfect as it is, you know, a yeah. lot of the time too. Yeah, you, you could just, it's just like a plug and play type of thing. Yeah. You just take it out and put it in. So, That's true. Yeah. I, the more work I have to do to a sound, I don't even want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. Because I'll be taking forever just to like get a kick drum to be like hitting well. So, yeah. I have like, certain kicks or snare or whatever sounds i have like go-tos that i already just pull up yep and then i just and i just reuse them so right 
Dope. Um, and so where can everybody, all these amazing, uh, you know, productions we're talking about, where can everybody find it? Like what's all your different social media and the best place to find all your remixes and all that stuff production? Uh, the big bulk of it is on my SoundCloud. It's, okay. uh, I think it's eccentric. Um, and then I usually put them up on Bandcamp if you want to support them. I usually have it. I don't really price a lot of it. So like you can get it for free if you want to. <laughs> Donate People a donate. dollar. That's cool too. Right. Even if you ask me, if you do, if you DM me and say, "Hey, can I get this?" or like, because I had people be like, "Hey, I I tried to uh, buy it and something went wrong." I'll just give them the whole pack. Like I don't really care, you know. <laughs> right. I've seen Sometimes you put I'll out your whole library before. You were like, "Here you go, everybody." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like depends on the day. Like if yeah. you ask, and I'll I'll probably just give it to you for free. You right. Know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's on a band camp. Um, you know, I have a few songs on Spotify. You can listen to that too. Um, and then I like it. My Instagram, it's eccentric. And everything's think, uh, it's eccentric. Team, so. And then your Twitter is DJ eccentric, right? So Twitter's DJ eccentric. My Instagram is just eccentric. Um, and then SoundCloud is it's. I ha- used to have a SoundCloud where it's just DJ eccentric, but that got taken down years ago because right. copyright and stuff. Yeah. So. It, would, it took years to build up, but now I'm starting to get my my followers back on SoundCloud. Right. But, well, because SoundCloud's um, kind of coming back in that same way where you can post yeah. stuff again and all that. Yeah, they're, they're kind of step. I mean, it, it, depending on what song you put up, but right. they, they haven't really, uh, it's, they're not cracking down on uh, certain things as, as much, much as they used to. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that and... Uh, I don't even remember what my TikTok is. I barely use it, but I only go on there just to look at. I know I looked I, you up on there, and I'm like, oh, he's posted like just a couple things like every other month or yeah. something. You know, maybe I should start using it more. But uh, I think you should. Um, I think everybody should. You know, because but I'm same with me. I'm trying to get myself to do it, but it does seem like it's the most friendly platform for music discovery and music sharing in a way, which is what we yeah. like. You know, it's just the the visual aspect of it. You know, obviously, it's the most important thing. So, how do yeah. I trying to figure that out? Um, I know a lot of people just play them out, and they they do like these, you know, live performances and stuff. I'm not that type of guy. Like, yeah. it's it's hard for me to to get into that mode and stuff like that. I mean, I have one video that's it did pretty well. It's just me on the Ableton push. Like, yeah, that video. You know, I mean, that just video did great. It connected you with Ty Dolla Sign and everybody, right? I remember seeing yeah, him yeah, posted yeah. and then seeing him right back, and then everyone was like, "Holy shit, this guy's talented!" Yeah. And um, so yeah. that worked, <laughs> and that was a it cool style. Like it was it was cool. You had the lights and the way you had the camera angled, and I mean, and I had like the waveform on, on above my head, like yeah, as the, yeah. The audio I think was that's through, dope, so. and it's the consistency with that i think like if you put out a lot of those you know what i mean and you just you could yeah. go back and do them for songs you already made and just do them and i feel like if you did them a lot on tiktok it would start noticing that you're like dedicated to it and it'll start showing it to more people yeah. and become a thing if that's what you want i mean you know <laughs> yeah it's just hard for me because of you know trying to be consistent with it yeah but like with my how i think sometimes is like when i make something i'm so like eager to put it out like right there because i, I can yeah i, I and, know and not and not just think hey all right let me slow down and uh let me just accumulate a bunch of them like right now i'm sitting on 
like I wanted to do like an edit pack. I I did like a preview of like three of the songs and stuff like that. And I have like others. I and so many people have been asking for them and they think that I'm going to drop it like today and I want to, but the things is I feel like I need more. <laughs> like right. I want to like make it bigger. Yeah. But so I'm trying to hold back cuz maybe like a week ago I would have been like hey, here. Right. It. Right. Like, a lot of people want it now, but I, you know, I just been super, I've been teasing them like for days and now. So just trying to like build it, trying to focus more on um, the fan or like the supporters that I have now instead yeah. of trying to like seek, you know, and, you know, I, of course I want new supporters, but like focus on the ones that are really there for me, you know, like, cause they've right. been solid. Like, you know, I'm not really big in numbers of like social media and stuff because you know, it just gets confusing and stuff, but yeah, just that engaged my last post of just engagement and I'm looking at them. There were all mo- like a giant of them were my followers. And I only have like, I don't want to say like under 6,000, right. But they were solid yeah. for so, uh, like for Instagram algorithm. Usually right. they don't even want you. You know, they, I, they, know. I don't know whatever, whatever they use, but the, for this time I saw, I'm like, man, most of these people are like, strictly my followers and i was like i've never seen this type of uh, engagement before so that's great you know it's good to it's good to like connect with people that's why i try to message everybody when i can yeah you know because i'm you know i'm not like a you know big snob or anything like that you know i'll talk no. to anybody so yeah you're can, very can cool you with it and open it? and sharing of the music and uh you know yeah totally putting it out there like that dope um all right well everybody go get that and uh you got any um Mm. got any last words for the djs out there or some some motivation or just uh say anything (laughs) yeah just keep just keep working uh thank you for always supporting uh whatever i do um keeps me motivated i love the videos when you guys post uh you know guys playing my edits and stuff so I'm a, you keep doing that and I keep, I keep supplying it and, and, and you just show me love back. And then that's, you know, that's yeah. rewarding for me. Amazing. So, uh, that's it. Yeah. Dope. Well, yo, so nice to actually finally meet you and talk to you. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for coming on the show and, uh, for sure. Thank you for always, yeah. Supplying me with the dope music and letting me play your stuff and, uh, we'll keep, keep yeah. supporting on this side. So, uh, yeah, Eccentric. Everyone go check them out if you haven't already. And um, we will see you. Hopefully, I'll see you in person one day soon. Yes, sir. I yes, sir button. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, baby. Yeah. What's this first button? Let's see. Oh, yeah. I forgot I had that one in there. <laughs> Maybe New York. We got, yeah. Got to have that. Mix it with that. Yeah. <laughs> little, little bit of that. Okay. Give it up for eccentric, everybody. That's yeah. right. Blad out. Give it up. Okay. <laughs> End it off with a blad out. Eccentric, thank you. Thank you for coming on the 20 yeah. podcast, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Peace. Peace. So glad we finally got Eccentric on the show. Uh, I had never even really met him, so it was so great to be able to talk to him and learn so much about him. And, uh, able to ask stuff that i've always wanted to know uh thank you guys for listening make sure you rate and review on all the platforms that we are on the 20 podcast is produced by beat source join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to djs i'm dj spider signing off peace
with DJ Spider.